somewhere in your audio player. Ladies and gentlemen, the World Wide Web proudly presents Recorded live from Chicagoland to Burbank, California and across the USA Notified! Notified! A new episode of the occasionally existing podcast, Luke and Carrie's Bad Rapport I summoned the doom! And now, here's your hosts, Luke Ski and Carrie Dalby Cause everything's awesome! Everything's awesome! Just take a look around you, you just can't go Am I supposed to hit you? Uh, if you want, <laughs> if you I... have, if you have enough blood sugar, superpower, energy pill, action to do such a thing. <laughs> does, does that mean we've already started the episode? Yes, Even I though do. you're still backing up. Yes. Hi, I'm Carrie. And I'm Luke. And you're listening to Luke, Luke and, and Carrie's Bad, Bad Rapport, Rapport, episode number. Um, 138? 38, 38, I think. I think. Oh, wait, that's um, unless it's not. There. And, I'm uh, sure it's, <laughs> it's the last day of 2019. December 31st. So, New Year's Eve. Yes. And it's also the last day of the decade. Yeah. So now we're going to wrap up. The entire decade in one 48-minute drive. Yay! Take no. the next left onto Jewel Road. Left. Well, let's see. I got <laughs> married last decade. Then uh, I made a baby this decade. Is that enough <laughs> of a wrap-up for it, my decade? It pretty much sums it up. Okay. In a quarter mile, turn left after 7-11 on the left onto Winfield Road. So I, I got married this decade, and then I got the best job ever this decade, and then I lost my wife, and I lost my oh, job. You, you divorced. <laughs> and, you didn't. She and, didn't die. And <laughs> you should talk a little louder. The overall point being that turn left after seven <laughs> eleven on the left onto Winfield Road first half to two-thirds of the decade pretty awesome uh then it kind of started going downhill for me <laughs> continue on winfield road for five but, miles but you have to keep going otherwise you can't go up any hills so the point is that i'm still available for hire uh i'm also available in other <laughs> forms of the term available um he's single ladies yeah. come get it Yes, come get this 45, by the time this airs, 46-year-old, you know, man-child with tons of action figures and a cat. (laughs) With, you know, no savings and, uh, (laughs) I'm I'm such a catch. Hey, I thought you had, like, this tiniest ever 401k, though. I do. Yeah, so well, you it's, have it's a savings. Not, it's not a four hundred one k, but it is whatever. Uh, it, it's it's it is it is a form of retirement fund. See, so there you go, and you have your own car. 
yeah, by the time, probably by the time that, see here, my, my goal is to post this episode before about February 26th, because that's uh, around the time we'll all be heading up to MarsCon, so whether or not that happens depends on life, so we'll find out later. You um, have your own car, you have a valid driver's license, you're not addicted to any substances, legal or illegal. Well, I'm sure glad about that. I'm going to drink some more Coca-Cola. <laughs> I'm not counting that one. <laughs> Hit. <laughs> so, uh, anyway. Um, I think I'm going to lean back a little. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm sure I plugged this on the last What's Luke Plugging Now, but it's certainly worth mentioning again that on Hulu, you can now watch the entirety of... Mighty Magiswords, uh, two TV seasons, so that's 88 episodes. Four of those episodes are two-parters, so they're actually double the usual length of 11 minutes. So they're 22 minutes, for those of you who dislike doing math. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, yeah, that's that's and pretty then, much been the decade. And then when you're done with that, go watch the entirety of Letterkenny on Hulu. As long as you're over 18 and are not easily offended. So we could do a quick uh, review of Season 8 of Letterkenny if you want. <laughs> <laughs> well, I found it quite enjoyable. I didn't notice anything other than uh, the same high quality, uh, mature and dignified... Uh, yes. Uh, discourse highbrow comedy you've come to expect from Letterkenny because it's for mature audiences like for mature us. audiences only <laughs> they didn't even have like hardly any fart jokes that's this season <laughs> except for uh, in the first two episodes with Shorzy oh yeah 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 okay they, um, they had well the, those are like instead of fart jokes they're just literal actual farts <laughs> I'm not sure so, if farts themselves count under the fart joke category. Maybe this is they do. something that could be debated upon. Although you think they do. Well, it, the the joke was that it would be, <laughs> Jonesy, are you ready? And then, you know, Jonesy said, said whatever. Ready. Riley, are you ready? Ready. Jersey, Shorty, are, are you, you ready? ready? You know, so, yeah. So basically, yes, that was, you know... The, yeah, the com- all right. The comedy rule of threes. It's like one, two, and then three is the punchline. I was... Uh, simultan- my only disappointment was that even though the uh, old, the five older hockey player guys... Not older, but older than, uh-huh. you know, kind of kind of maybe middle-aged hockey player guys. Uh-huh. But even though they were there, that they didn't, they didn't get much good use out of them. Because... Uh, they were well, in one episode. Well, to me, it seemed like uh, because uh, well, I guess I should. I'll try to phrase this in a way in case any nobody's. If you haven't seen any of Letter Kenny, I don't want to spoil it for you. Something happens at the end of season seven that is upsetting to the main character of Wayne. So it was like, and and then they had this whole plot they set up the previous season about this hockey tournament and what was happening with the hockey team. So in a way it was kind of like them removing Wayne from the chessboard for two episodes just so that they could concentrate on all this hockey stuff. 
mm-hmm. and and not have to worry about having plots with Wayne in it. And then <laughs> and then so once they wrapped that well, up, Wayne was still there. And... He yeah he was the B plot. Yeah. And then once and then at the end of that second hockey episode, you know Wayne you know kind of makes his presence renowned to the world, and then it goes back to being you know pretty much regular old Letter Kenny. Yeah. Um, but I really like those five hockey guys. I think they're so funny. Oh my god! And but they didn't really do their bit. Yeah. In the whole, even though they were in one episode. So and that's my only complaint. Otherwise, I found it to be a very high quality, wonderful, wonderful, yeah. bad, naughty. I I love season. I love the. <laughs> I love the way it ends. I love the way the season ends. Oh yeah. I hope season nine picks up exactly at the I'm moment sure where it ends. It will. Um, Whenever but, that comes out. But I wanted to say something about season seven. So, I think, because I mean, obviously, you know, <sighs> Americans me. about I want to say like a year ish or so ago started getting hip to Letterkenny, and you know, then it was on Hulu, and the, and they made season six. Yanks. As, we're not Americans. We're yes. Yanks. Um. <laughs> so. So you know. After season six ended, and then suddenly everything started. Letterkenny started getting really popular in America and developing. At first, they called it a cult following, but it's. I think it's getting near to be like just regular mainstream stuff. But anyway, the point is this: that Hulu buys Letterkenny, and and then season seven comes out, and one of the arcs of season seven is that people keep calling Wayne and asking for advice on what to do with their farms and he's just fed up with people calling him and then they get this idea to go to the local uh, you know Canadian television station and just do a TV show. Public access. Yeah public access where people can call in and ask questions about farming so then that's Wayne's solution to have everybody uh, stop bothering him about questions if he like makes the questions like, okay, if you want to ask me something, you have to call into the show that I do, you know, however often he does it, you know, once a night or once a week or something. Um, so to me, that was like a meta commentary on the, on how Letterkenny became so popular and now Wayne and Derry and Squirrely Dan have a TV show. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then they did, and they basically had that run its course through season seven and at the end. They're like, all right, that's enough. And then, it, and then that wraps up and then season eight is, you know, pretty much, you know, back to normal, as we said. So I just thought that was a, oh a clever God. way. The Mennonite episode that we watched last night was so funny. That was the, uh, episode six, oh I God. believe, of the seven in season eight. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, one thing I really love about Letterkenny in general is that when the show starts, they 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 really go, they, get, they go out of their way to point out Oh, oh, there's all these different kinds of people in Letterkenny. There's the Hicks, which are the farmers. The Skids, which are kind of your emo, goth, slash, drug user Drug types. dealers. Drug dealers. Um, and then there's the hockey players. And then... Did they list another type of person? Christians. Oh, yeah. Well, they, they just said, in general, Christians. And it's, you know, a big... It, it's a It's a community that was, you know, way back yeah. hundreds of years ago. They did a lot more stuff with the Christians in the first couple seasons. Yeah. Um, and so, at the beginning of the series, it really it very much is a situation where it's, you know, kind of 
Hicks versus hockey players versus skids. Yeah. And not necessarily versus Christians, but Christians are a factor, mm-hmm. you know, and like they all, they they all tend to not get along with each other. Yeah. But as the series progresses, they all just kind of become this one big, big weird giant family. This, yeah. yeah. This one big weird family, and even though they still disagree about stuff and and sometimes still insult each other (laughs) they're all they all basically have each other's backs in you know virtually any situation this is one of my favorite shows ever made in the history of tv it's and i have to say like i had the only other thing i could think of that comes close to this are like you're fine it doesn't matter which lane you're in the, like the Klingons on Star Trek, it's like they have a code of honor. There is a code of honor in Letterkenny yes. that they follow to the letter. And one thing, like in the very beginning, actually, it's in the first episode where um, you see there's Wayne and then his his uh, younger sister Katie. Uh, you see her like it's in, it's the summertime, so she she's she's in the house and she's just wearing like a you know two piece bathing suit and. She's always and, and she, she's always and she, and, dressing and looking very sexily. Yeah, so you know, so, or she's wearing like short jean shorts and like yeah. a, you know, a, you know, like a, a very, you know, not revealing, but you know, it's like yeah. it, it's kind of you know, just the point is like the type of clothing that somebody might consider very little clothing, and every so often Wayne would just say, you know, put some fucking clothes on, <laughs> and then and then she would say something along the lines of like you know. I don't know, like, not my wheelhouse, brother, or whatever. So, <laughs> but aside from that kind of recurring gag, which they kind of stopped, yeah. but they did reference it in season seven, uh, it is like, Wayne, one of Wayne's things is he doesn't tell women what to do. Yeah. You know, and even when in this season a new character is introduced that becomes uh, Katie's potential love interest, and it's a guy that Wayne... That Wayne hates. That, that Wayne hates... It's you know he makes it very clear that he's not going to tell her not that to date him. yeah not to date this guy that she's a big you know, <laughs> you know he he never says this in a he never uses the word girl in a demeaning way but just make it like she's a big girl she can make her own decisions you know blah 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 but you know it's it's so cool because they it's they're it's just these incredibly woke dudes mm-hmm. but they still have a code of honor of like. You know what people. You know, I mean, they kind of usually phrase it, you know, in terms of men, but I think they mean generally like people. It's like you know, when you know, when a neighbor, when a, when a neighbor asks for help, you help them or whatever. Yep. It's just all this like great stuff that a lot of it's, it's so it's almost like I think I've probably said this on the podcast before. It's like this stealth way to get bro dudes, <laughs> bro dudes to watch this show about these guys who were you know swearing and saying all this you know sexy yeah, I stuff don't, I don't think there's any you know like you know intentions there of changing or bettering the planet I think they're just trying to make a good show you know yeah I mean it's I just kind of feel like it's a side effect it's, yeah. it's like it's like the people who make the show are obviously decent human beings and they want to make sure that these characters can still be decent human beings while doing <laughs> like for ex- for example uh, one of the plot lines of this season is that our two main hockey players Riley and Jonesy uh, get hit up by a 
I think it's an energy drink uh, company to be called Bro Dude. Yeah, bro, called Bro Dude uh, to be like their potential brand ambassadors, and they're trying to figure and like this person who's in charge has like no faith in them to do a good job, but said like says their first task is to you know start brand awareness, and they can get an idea to start a club, and their idea for the club is to since the drink is called Bro Dudes, is to have it be a club that's all men. And they, and they don't... It's like, it's like they're innocently not realizing that it's not, <laughs> not a good thing to go around saying, hey, we're starting a, a club just for men. <laughs> you know? That, that no one other... And then the only people that take interest in it are the many gay guys in the community. <laughs> there are many gay guys in the show. And, and, and everybody else in town... Is is like because <laughs> they're just they're they're just totally accepting of all, of of the homosexual community and the characters and their lifestyles, but they they're still like kind of pointing out it's it's like at the same time there's a there's, at the same time what what was the party was it a wedding or was it a it was some kind of party it was a it was a i think it was maybe it was a birthday party it was like do you want to come to something yeah it was a the super gay birthday party it's like the gay dudes are like do you want to come to a super gay's birthday party <laughs> you know it's gonna be can women come oh yes everybody can come to the super gay birthday party and they're like all right let's go and they're like don't you want to join the bro dude club for dudes and it's like only dudes are in it yeah oh it sounds pretty gay <laughs> yeah they're so, like sounds pretty gay and he's like well you can't say that and 2019, you can't say gay because, you know, you think something sounds stupid, and he's like, well, what if I think something sounds gay? Like, you know, <laughs> define gay. Like, well, you know, a penis fornicating another man's anus. You know? <laughs> yeah, so it's like they get into the definitions of it and basically try to teach Riley and Jonesy who are already pretty woke to begin with, which is kind of like they had a mental lapse that day. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Riley and Jonesy are maybe less woke than some of the other dudes in Letterkenny. Yeah. But... I also like the fact that even amongst the drug dealers, there's like... There's a code the, of honor there's there, a, too. There's, there's the ethical drug dealers and the unethical drug dealers. Yep. <laughs> so, um, anyway... But uh, we never even mentioned that um, you're, we're driving you to the airport so you can go back to uh, Burbank. So right yeah. now we're in Chicagoland. I don't know if you just come to Chicagoland so often that we just don't even bother to mention that you're here anymore. We just... <laughs> well, that... It's... When we have time to spend together, especially with the awesome Alex being involved... Uh, there tends to be not a lot of time for us to sit down at a kitchen table or in a room or in a wherever and be like, we're going to record a bad report segment now. So pretty much the only time we really have to record a bad report segment is on the drive to the airport where I'm heading, when I'm heading back. So Yep. Or when you're driving me back to the airport in California once, once or twice a year. Yeah. So uh, did you want to talk about your visit to your relatives that you took with Alex? There's no. not much to say there. Uh, well, I think we should put a break in here. All right. We've been talking for almost 20 minutes. Okay, well, let's put a break in here. and uh, Right here.
When one chooses to walk the way of the Mandalore, you are both hunter and prey. How can one be a coward if one chooses this way of life? This is the way. Yeah, I'm gonna save the life of this small round Yoda. Gonna fly how are we lie I'm gonna save the life of this small round Yoda. Gonna fly a long time ago. I am a Mandalorian named Injurin. Can't have been chagrin and to show our skins a sin. Grief got me a job. Clients got the fob. He been in that empire slumming skid row like a slob. Now settle pain with that star, sir. I'll my honor. Got help from an not farmer. Blasters at our heads, childish watching, sipping, lifting. Why do people love me? I'm the X in this equation. What if Boba Fett had lived up to his reputation? Moff Gideon better step on back. I got a flamethrower, gauntlet, and fly jet pack. So if you try to kidnap my small round Yoda, I can bring you in warmer. I can bring you in yeah, I'm gonna save the life of this small round Yoda. Take care of this little one. Well, maybe it'll take care of you. It's not a toy. Mr. Secretary. Mr. Burr, sir. And did you hear the news about good old General Mercer? No. You know Claremont Street? Yeah. They renamed it after him. The Mercer Legacy is secure. Sure. And all he had to do was die. Yeah, that's a lot less work. We ought to give it a try. <laughs> now, how you gonna get your debt plan through? I guess I'm gonna finally have to listen to you. Really? Talk less. Smile more. <laughs> Whatever it takes to get my plan on the Congress floor. Now Madison and Jefferson are merciless. Well, hate the sin, love the sinner. Hamilton. I'm sorry, Burr, I gotta go. But decisions are happening over dinner. Two Virginians and an immigrant walk into a room diametrically opposed foes. They emerge with a compromise, having open doors that were previously closed. Rose. The immigrant emerges with unprecedented financial power, a system he can shape however he wants. The Virginians emerge with the nation's capital. And here's the piece de resistance. No one else was in the room where it happened, the room where it happened, the room where it happened. No one else was in the room where it happened, the room where it happened, the room where it happened. 
one really knows how the game is played The art of the trade, how the sausage gets made We just assume that it happens But no one else is in the room where it happens Alexander was on Washington's doorstep one day in distress and disarray. Thomas claims Alexander said, I've nowhere else to turn. And basically begged me to join the fray. Thomas claims I approached Madison and said, I know you hate him, but let's hear what he has to say. Thomas claims Well, I arranged the meeting. I arranged the menu, the venue, the seating. But no one else was in the room where it happened. The room where it happened. The room where it happened. No one else was in the room where it happened. Really knows how the party's get to yes. Pieces that are sacrificed in every game of chess. We just assume that it happens. But no one else is in the room where it happens. Meanwhile, Madison is grappling with the fact that not every issue can be settled by committee. Meanwhile, Congress is fighting over where to put the capital. It isn't pretty. Then Jefferson approaches with the dinner and invite. And Madison responds with Virginian insight. Maybe we can solve one problem with another and win the victory for the Southerners. In other words, oh, oh. a quid pro quo. I suppose. Wouldn't you like to work a little closer to home? Actually, I would. Well, I propose the Potomac. And you'll provide him his vote. Well, we'll see how it goes. Let's go. No. What else was in the room where it happened? else is in the room where it happened Alexander Hamilton What did they say to you to get you to sell New York City down the river Alexander Hamilton Did Washington know about the dinner was the presidential pressure to deliver Alexander Hamilton Or did you know even then it doesn't matter where you put the US Capitol Cause we all have the banks we're in the same spot You got more than you gave And I wanted what I got when you got skin in the game you stay in the game but you don't get a win unless you play in the game Oh, you get love for it, you get hate for it You get nothing if you wait for it, wait for it, wait God help and forgive me I want to build something that's gonna outlive me What do you want, girl? What do you want, girl? What do you stand for nothing, girl? What do you fall for? I, I want to be in the room where it happens The room where it happens I want to be in the room where it happens The room where it happens, I wanna be in the room where it happens. I wanna be in the room where it Saying what they trade away. We dream of a brand new start. But we dream in the dark for the most part. Dark as a tomb where it happens. I've got to be in the room. I've got to be. I've got to be. I've got to be in the room. I gotta be. I gotta be. I gotta be in the room. Click boom. Okay, we're back. Um, now we're going to talk about stuff. 
Well, do you want to talk about uh, the Christmas you had? Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess I can just talk about stuff. I don't know. Okay. Uh, yeah, me and Alex went to Topeka, Kansas for a few days before, prior to Thanksgiving, and that was fun. Um, Alex was really excited to take pictures in front of the transgender house. So we went to Westboro Baptist Church, as one does, and I took um, flippies, which is selfie of myself uh, flipping off the church because it's the worst place in the world. Well, one of the worst places. And quick, quick interjection. Have you seen the movie Red State? No. By Kevin Smith? No. It's, it's you know, a horror movie... And, and the bad guys are basically the Westboro Baptist Church. Oh. Uh, they don't call them that for obvious reasons, but that's the premise of the movie. So, oh. So, yeah, I'll tell you more about it later yeah. on, or I'll remind you later. Anyway, continue. But much like when we were there a year and a half ago, there is a rainbow house across the street from Westboro Baptist Church called the Equality House. And... Next door to the Rainbow House, there is a transgender flag painted house that I don't remember the separate name of. Um, so uh, Alex wanted to be photographed in front of the transgender house, and also um, I hope I didn't already talk about all this in the last episode. And it would have been impossible to have. No, oh, we, no, you didn't. You it, didn't would have been possible and then um we there's a side on the rainbow equality house where there's a bunch of positive graffiti where people are encouraged to write messages of positivity um and i wrote i heart my transgender seven-year-old and then alex had me add the word daughter and um, then Alex got a sharpie and wrote the words make the world a better place because Alex is awesome yes um, and anyway uh, we did other cool things there the zoo is really really awesome sauce in Topeka, Kansas um, there's one Part where we're in this building. First, we're looking at this two-week-old baby monkey held by its mama through a window, but I'm we're like you know a, a, a two feet away. I mean you know like it's that close, and it's this, and I mean it's dead. There's not that many people <laughs> at the zoo. The zoo has le- has very few people in it. <laughs> I didn't is- mean the monkey was dead. <laughs> I, I just want shut I up. Did- Fuck off. The way you phrased that sentence, it's like... Okay, keep going. You phrased your ass. (laughs) Um, Anyway, monkey. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of cool to look at all these amazing animals and, and there's not that many patrons you have to weave your way around. Um... I mean, it wasn't totally dead, but... 
in two miles. Use the right two lanes to take the I-294 south exit. Oh, I was supposed to put this in the window a long time ago. Okay. Um, so, uh, there was this one point where there's this female lion, um, full-grown, badass-looking bitch, <laughs> female lion, pacing around right next to the window. Nala is a mofo. And, uh, I'm admiring her beauty, and I'm, like, right next to her practically, but I'm through this window, and I'm, like, talking to her like she's, like she's big kitty, you know, whatever I'm saying, or meowing, or whatever I was doing, I don't know. And then the, the lion started roaring at me. <laughs> like, not a full-blown, like, fuck you, I'm going to kill you roar, but it was still, a, like, a roar, and I could see her breath on the glass which I realized was made out of plastic so I, you know I decided to back off and go back over and look at the monkeys again <laughs> she was so I've had a real lion roar at me and, and find me annoying so and um you know there's lots of family time and um, my uncle Roger has In a lot California, of dogs the right two lanes to take the I-294 south exit and um, one of, yeah probably one of the most fun parts is just watching Alex run around outside frolicking with with big old golden retriever dogs and then there was one point we went on this little nature walk with with a young golden retriever young adult golden retrieval retriever named Amaya or Maya for short or Mia if you're Alex because she keeps pronouncing it Mia and then so we're going on this nature walk and Maya's on a on a, a leash and um so Roger and Alex keep kind of going off in front of me and Roger's wife Haley is um Haley walks kind of slow so I was trying to slow down so I could, you know, I was kind of walking slow at parts too. And so Roger and Alex kept getting, Roger and Alex and the dog Maya kept getting in front of us. And at one point we were just basically separated. And then uh, Alex was holding the leash and Maya saw Haley and made a bolt for it. And Alex, not remembering that Maya's a good doggy and won't run away even if you let go of the leash held onto the leash for dear life and let Maya pull her to pull her and like drag her on the ground a little ways it was like something out of Scooby-Doo or something like Scooby-Doo is dragging Shaggy I don't know it was pretty funny so that was some of the highlights of my Topeka trip and uh so uh you know, we've had a Christmas, and Alex was very spoiled again, and we've kept it very, um, very much, um, consumerism-based once again. <laughs> um, lots of Legos, and, um, and an Elsa doll, and lots of new girls' clothing, and, uh, I... 
I apparently like pie <laughs> a lot. Right now, I kind of look like someone who likes pie a lot. I'm probably 41 pounds heavier than my lightest weight of the year. Not my lightest weight ever, just 41 pounds heavier than my lightest weight of this year. So, I gotta look for and find a way to live healthier. So, and I'm not um, dissing, you know, plus sizeness or being bigness. Big, beautiful women and everything is great. My problem is, is that I'm diabetic and I have no choice in that. So, you know, I'd like to figure out a way to make the right choices that will get me out of obesity, hopefully forever. So that's going to take a lot of uh, time to figure out. Because even weight loss surgery is being considered, but, you know, it's a very drastic option and, you know, it doesn't always hold permanently for everyone as far as keeping the recipient of the surgery out of obesity. Um... So I'm looking into some other options as well for trying to get myself in some sort of recovery from my uh, compulsive overeating. But uh, but today's New Year's Eve, so I'm planning on doing some compulsive overeating today. And I believe Luke's planning on doing some, some lift driving once he finally is done dropping his suitcase off at his Burbank apartment, which has a, quite a few hours and quite a few steps of before he can get to that point. Yeah. So do you want to talk about stuff? I talked for well, about 10 minutes. I wanted to say, also tying into your Christmas, that uh, my gift to Alex this year uh, was a new... Uh, Elsa dress from Frozen 2 and also a Elsa wig um, so in that because two, two lanes to take the I-55 north exit the uh you know Alex has had an Elsa dress before but that was when Alex was much smaller so now Alex has yeah, a the, current, the, that other one is still in the house but it wouldn't fit yeah so now Alex has a current you know a, 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 a currently fitting Elsa dress and wig, and we wore that to the theater the other night when we went to see Frozen 2, and I was wearing my dark blue winter coat, with which has a furry hat trim, and uh, so Alec, Alex said you were dressed as Kristoff. Kristoff, yeah. Kristoff, whatever. So, um, so, so we, we took a, a, an awesome picture in front of, you know, the entrance of the movie theater, and uh, I know uh, Carrie and Alex went to see Frozen 2. Uh, when they were in Topeka, and apparently Alex was very upset uh, during a lot of the. But she made uh, it. She didn't. Yeah. I didn't have to literally remove her from the theater. Although yeah. at one point I started trying to. Um, and then it was, and then we went to see it a second time, and Alex very much wanted to see it uh, with Josh there. Um, and I know it was because Alex was saying that she wanted to see Josh cry during one of the sad parts of the movie, which yep. he didn't. 
you know, which actually, I'm, I guess he did cry a little. Okay, he but says yeah. it wasn't visible though. But there was one part of the movie, and this is my third time seeing it. There was one part of the movie that really kind of, you know, hit me hard. You know, this time, uh, you know, seeing it, that I started crying, and I, w- I was looking at the screen. So you didn't notice. But I, so I, and and I and I was most of the time kind of leaning to my left on my left shoulder to uh, to be by Alex just so I could say things to Alex to calm uh, her down and stuff. Yeah, because yeah, because even though Alex has seen the movie before, Alex would still get upset that there was going to be a different outcome to the film and. I was just giving reminders. But anyway, so because I was so close to Alex... Continue uh, for half a mile. Carrie, you, you say what you saw. Well, Alex at one point, through her tears, looked over at Luke and noticed that Luke was crying. And her face lit up. Like, you remember the scene in Zootopia with the sloth? When yeah. the sloth... Use the left lane. Yeah. He's laughing at a funny joke. And his face just gets happier and happier and happier and happier and happier yeah. in slow motion. <laughs> That's kind of what Alex's face did. Alex was delighted to watch you cry. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but, I mean, how often does a kid get to see adults cry, you know? Use the and then the racy family gift to me was... By the way, I wanted to mention that that was significant... Because it was your first time to see a movie in the movie theater with Alex. Yes. And Ever. It, and it was also, in my opinion, significant because it's the first time that all four of us went to see a movie together. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, and I thought that was cool. And we did it at the uh, the this theater that has, um, like, you know, in-theater dining experience so that you're ordering proper food in, instead of just regular old snacks. Mm-hmm. So I got a, I had a pizza uh, and, a, and a soda while I was watching Frozen Two for the third time, and I gotta say every time I watch it, I like it more. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is, I mean, but this is probably gonna be old news by the time. Well, actually, wait. Let me let me say the other thing I wanted to say first before I say that. The other thing I was going to say was um, the the Racy family gift to me. I just I just I fi- I find a wonderful symmetry in this. My because I, I, I'm very broke. I really. Don't have I didn't have the money to buy gifts for anyone this year other than Alex and my brother Michael uh, because we did a sibling gift exchange um, because Susan wanted us to do one so that uh, my my nephew Max could you know now that he's three and a half would witness other people giving gifts at Christmas so that Max can learn that Christmas isn't just about him getting gifts <laughs> it's about it's about other people getting gifts uh, as well. So, you know, that's all good. Um, so it's like the whole $20 limit thing. And I'm like, wait a moment. And I messaged Kyle. I'm like, uh, you wouldn't have to have one of those vinyl copies of Commodore Touchdown that I could purchase for $20 on you, would you? And he's like, oh, yes, I do. And so, yeah, that was my gift to Mike. So I basically, I got that. I got a gift for And Commodore Alex. Touchdown is? Uh, the vinyl. Well, it's, it's available digitally. It's available on CD. It's available... On vinyl at through needlejuicerecords.com. Uh, 
but yeah, either go to tvskyle.bandcamp.com or go to Needlejuice Records. Depending it's a TV's on, Kyle album. Yeah, it's a TV's Kyle album, and it's very excellent. Um, so, um, and my brother uh, has. There's a disabled vehicle ahead. Uh, blah, 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 what was I going to say? But yeah. Um, so yeah, my brother likes getting vinyl records, and I figured, well, this is cool. I can give him a vinyl record by Kyle. Uh, and then my, my my sister and my mom both got gifts for Max that were, quote-unquote, from me. Uh, oh. <laughs> so that was nice of them to take care of that bit of, you know, business, both from a financial point of view and a one-less-thing-for-me-to-do point of view. Um, and one less thing for me to pack point of, point of view. But, um, so I, so, so, you know, I got the record for Michael and then I'm like, what am I going to get Alex? And so I got Alex the Elsa dress and wig. And here's the symmetry part. I got, I gave Alex the Elsa dress and wig and the Racy family gave me a she action figure doll. <laughs> so it's a, uh, I believe a 10 or 12 inch doll that has, you know, real hair and it is, uh, there's multiple Okay, they've made ones for She-Ra. They've made one for Adora, which is, you know, who She-Ra is when she's not She-Ra. The, you know, kind of regular person version. By real hair, we don't mean... Two-pack of... Follicles. We mean it's yes. like a Barbie. Yes. And then uh, they've also made Glimmer, Bo, Catra, and there's a two-pack of Swiftwind with uh, Battle Armor She-Ra, which I don't really think is a thing on the show, but whatever. Um... And I looked at the Swiftwind uh, doll on Amazon, and Swiftwind is a character on a show on the show that talks and is typically really funny. And they just made the doll look like you know typical like you know horsey. You know they didn't give his his face any expression that would imply that it's not that it's a non sentient non speaking horse. Uh, anyway. But that's that's just a minor fan complaint. But the the dolls are cool, and I hope they make more for more of the characters. Because uh, my favorite character is one named Entrapta, and I would really like to have uh, a doll of, of her because she's awesome. I would let you know. Anyway, so I just the, it, it, you have to have seen the show Shira to kind of appreciate the what I consider the beaded symmetry between like oh here's an awesome Elsa gift uh, for. For, for, for Alex on her Christmas and then here's an awesome She-Ra gift for me for my Christmas um, and and I could I don't have time there is literally not time for me to start talking about how much I love 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 the She-Ra and the Princesses of Power show when I was working on um, doing some cleanup artwork for Kyle recently and also doing some other things around my apartment I just had I had the show on and just basically rewatched it in the background while I was doing other things, and it's just so good. There's only 39 episodes over the four seasons, and each episode's like 22, 26 minutes long. They're all so good! It, it, I, I, it's the kind of show that I really want <laughs> Gary and Alex to watch it, just so that they can take part in the awesome positivity. Uh, Is it and funny? It, oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> The positivity, the comedy, the inclusion, the representation. Uh, in season four, they introduce a character that goes by they/them pronouns, and yes. it's it's no thing. It, 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 they just goodbye, good guys and bad guys equally use those pronouns without questioning it at all. Um, Can we actually park 
for reasons? Uh, sure. Okay. Should we get on Cicero first? I, I don't know. Is it's Do I need to change it to a parking parking spot rather than a... I'm, I'm assuming you realize I mean let's park at the airport. Oh. Okay. Okay. Alright. Um... So, anyway. Anyway, so, I, I, like I said, I will not turn this into a Shiro review, but, but dang, it, I can't recommend that show enough to, like, everybody who enjoys good entertainment. <laughs> so, um... Well, uh, I might need to check it out. I did, we did, uh, check out a little bit of, uh, DC Superhero Girls, which I'm assuming, from the way you're talking, you don't like quite as much as you like She-Ra. I, I mean, I think, <laughs> it's kind of an apples and oranges <sighs> sort of thing, uh, I, I, I like both of them, but it's... DC Superhero Girls is kind of meant to be more a bunch of, with the exception of the, you know, four-part opener that explains the whole series, it's for the most part meant to be a bunch of individual love-minute episodes with adventures with these characters. Um, and She-Ra, while they do have, you know, individual adventures over their 22 to 26-minute episodes, there are overarching storylines that span, mm. you know, seasons and the whole series and stuff like that. So... And also, I just kind of feel like the the action on it isn't nearly as... Well, I don't know. I, I guess it would depend on which episode we're talking about. It's... I can't, I can't figure out a good way to put it into words. Um, hmm. on, on DC Superhero Girls, it's very fast action. It's like... You know, yeah. someone flies through something, when a part of a building thing, you know, falls, and then it's like, oh, somebody's going to get crushed, but then somebody zooms in and saves the person, and then, and Alex was shifting back and forth so quickly between, yeah. I'm jumping up and down and screaming in happiness, to I'm jumping up and down and screaming and crying in terror because of yeah. what's about to happen. I don't think that type of act, it, it's definitely not that fast when it, when the action happens on the show. It's it's a slower paced action, and there's typically a lot of dialogue between characters who are fighting with each other, uh, and you know when there is stuff that seems more perilous. Uh, I don't know. I just don't think it's as. It's intense. not going to be as uh, fast of a roller coaster ride for yeah. Alex. Take exit two eighty six for Illinois Fifty Cicero Avenue. We should probably put a break in here. Okay. So here's another break. And, uh, we'll and some be, music. And some music and other comedy tracks. And we'll be back soon. Everything is canceled. Everything is closed because we're all quarantined. Everything is canceled because of COVID-19. Everything is shut down. We can't get together. It's like we're playing Minecraft. Everything is canceled. Everything is closed because we're all quarantined. Everything is canceled because of COVID-19. Hey, 
If you're seeing this, the TARDIS must have detected an upsurge in psychological signals from somewhere in space and time. Basically, I think somebody somewhere might be a little bit worried. I'm actually just self-isolating, or as I like to call it, hiding from an army of Sontarans. But keep that to yourself. Now, here's what I do in any worrying situation. One, remember, you will get through this and things will be all right, even if they look uncertain. Even if you're worried, darkness never prevails. Two, tell jokes, even bad ones, especially bad ones. I am brilliant at bad ones. Three, be kind, even kinder than you were yesterday. And I know you were super kind yesterday. Look out for each other. You won't be the only one worried. Talking will help, sharing will help. Look out for your friends, your neighbors, people you hardly know, and family. Because in the end, we're all family. Four, listen to science and listen to doctors, right? They've got your back. Five, stay strong, stay positive. You've got this. And I will see you very soon. It's going to disappear. One day it's like a miracle. It will disappear. And from our shores, we, you know, it could get worse. Dr. Fauci, bring us good news. Stop his work done. Give him the truth and get him to say it. 
Michael Lavoie. Hey, my bro. Yo. Did you hear the news about the worldwide pandemic? No. You know, Claremont Street. Yeah. We can't go there anymore. Seriously, morale is low. Oh. And all we have to do is wait. That's a lot less work. But look, it's gonna be great. Why? I know all this alone time makes you get in your head. But listen, we can say hello online instead. Really? Do less. Wait more. Do whatever it takes to stay inside of your building's door. Yeah, well, all of this technology's confusing. Well, hate the face, love the FaceTime. What? I'm sorry, dude, I gotta go. But... Here, download this app. We can't waste time. Everybody in the whole world walks into a room and they'll stay there for a week. Bleak. They emerge just for groceries or to drive around in their cars. New and antique, sleek. It's tough to be a theater person now. I know my hand all agrees. I want to meet up with my friends and laugh and sing. And it's been three weeks since we started social distance. So we'll have to do the next best thing. You gotta be in the Zoom where it happens. The Zoom where it happens. The Zoom where it happens. You gotta be in the Zoom where it happens. The Zoom where it happens. The Zoom where it happens. Looks so complicated, but this thing is a breeze. Close some open windows or your picture might freeze Like a chat room where it happens But now I'll meet you in the Zoom where it happens Meanwhile, everyone is grappling with the fact that changing your background often makes the picture gritty. Meanwhile, everyone is learning that they need to mute their microphone. Toilet paper. It isn't pretty. Look, I know you want to hang, but don't be grouchy. Just listen to the words of Dr. Anthony Fauci. Americans should be prepared that they're going to have to hunker down with significantly more. I don't know. But he's my bro. I suppose. Didn't you want to work a little closer to home? Actually, I did. See, do you like this dance? Well, I can't see your feet. That's because I'm not wearing any pants. I see. No. What else is in the zoom where it happens? The zoom where it happens. The zoom where it happens. No one else is in the zoom where it happens. The zoom where it happens. The zoom where it happens. My God, say what you like. But we'll never really know till you unmute your mic. Click boom and it happens. I've got to be in the zoom. I've got to be in the zoom where it happens. I've got to be in the zoom where it happens. Oh, I've got to be in the zoom where it happens. I've got to be in the zoom. Click zoom. Okay, we're back. Um, uh. How long does it say we have to get to the airport? Eight minutes. Eight minutes. So right. this will be a short speaking segment. 
Um, I'll just say for my um, holiday, I came out to, uh, flew into Milwaukee via Southwest and got to my uh, mom's place my about the 22nd. And which would, which my mom liked a lot that I showed up, you know, some days earlier than usual. Um, oh, this isn't it. Uh, um, and um, I was just doing my best to, you know, be present in the house. Uh, <laughs> Why do I smell eggnog? I don't know. <laughs> it's random. So, uh. So yeah, uh, I just you know was trying to just be there with my mom as much as I could because I know how much my mom like her favorite thing in the world is her four kids and now we are you know including into that uh, obviously Susan, uh, which is uh, my brother JT's wife and Max, who is her grandson, and now my brother Michael is engaged and is. His fiance Anu is uh, really wonderful. So, uh, and you're probably going to end up having a trip to India sometime in the next year or two. Yeah, and also the, uh, Anu's parents are going to come to Minneapolis uh, sometime in July. Oh, and so my my at the very least, my mom and my sister are going to be going up to the Twin Cities. And I was I was saying I have no idea what my job or financial situation will be by the time July gets here. But if there's any way I can reasonably afford to, you know, pay for it or you know, and or be able to take the time off work for it, if I have a job by then, I'd like to be there too, just so I can. Then I want to be there just so I we can see you. Um. And then, uh, and you know, JT and Susan were discussing, Use the you know, right two lanes the to turn right onto Illinois Fifty uh, South, South Cicero Avenue. The uh, you know, mechanics, so to speak, of of them having to drive from Gurney, Illinois, all the way to St. Paul with, uh, with you a know, three-year-old. with with a with <laughs> by then it, probably by then probably a four-year-old. four-year-old. It can be done. Yeah, it, yeah. So it can be done. They, you know, I don't know if they'd want to go the taking a having, flight route. <laughs> having done longer drives than that with kids younger than that. Yeah. So so we'll see what happens. But the point is that my mom was saying that she felt really awkward about the fact that Michael and Anu are engaged, and yet she has never met. The parents. parents. I mean, they've kind of sent best wishes back and forth to each other, but yeah. they've never actually met and conversed in, in any way. Yeah. So now that's going to happen. So yeah. we still have no idea when the wedding is going to happen, and we kind of assume the wedding is happening in India. Um, so if that's, it hasn't been, if a date hasn't been set by now, it might not be until 2021. Yeah, that's that's kind of what we're figuring. Um, also keeping in mind that my brother is a school teacher for a living. So, yeah. And um, so, yeah, anyway. Not during the school year, please. Um, so what was the other... So, yeah, so basically uh, we did our ornament gift exchange game. Uh, the words I had to deal with were toboggan. Oh, that was the other thing. We, My mom said, let's try to make them more words that have to do with us and, you know, our family and et cetera. 
So, so the words <laughs> toboggan has to do with one of well, your family members. Uh, we we when we grew up, we had a toboggan. Oh. So I guess because it ties into winter, you know. And in fact, we still have that toboggan. It's at my mom's house. But oh. um, but so my words were toboggan and gurney, as in gurney, Illinois, the city where <laughs> where uh, uh, JT and Susan and Max live. So what I did is I took like a white foam sheet, like that you get at a craft store. And I drew a bunch of things that are in Gurney. I drew, uh, you know, Six Flags Great America. I drew Gurney Mills Mall. I drew a sign that said Highway 94. Uh, there's a weird pyramid house out there, and I drew that, but it didn't really fit in with everything else, so it kind of got buried. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I drew J.T. Susan and Max's house, and then I drew J.T. Susan and Max uh, riding a toboggan uh, with uh, the dog Wrigley kind of running alongside of them. And I just put them all around in a circle, uh, around like a, a circular sphere uh, Christmas ball ornament, and then uh, hot glued um, uh, white cotton puffy ball type things all over the rest of it. So it was just, so it was all white. Oh, and and I also got some little silver snowflake things. So uh, so that basically it's it's all white with the black drawing lines, and then there's silver snowflakes on it. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the, the ornament I turned in, uh, the one that, uh, my, my brother Michael got the words donut and uncle. So what he did is he bought, I guess, a little green army man action figure and like kind of, you know, uh, (laughs) removed its head and then found a donut. (laughs) Um, I'm assuming he just found this, uh, donut Christmas ornament separately. And then he painted the body of the army guy to look like what I usually wear when I'm on stage. So it's obviously meant to be, you know, Luke. Uh-huh. And then, you know, glued that ornament to the donut. So it's like me with a giant donut head. So, <laughs> so that is the Donut Uncle uh, 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 Christmas ornament for the year. Maybe um, we'll just drop you off at the airport and I'll just come over to one of these Starbuckses or something to reorient myself rather than parking at the airport. Yeah. Um... But yeah, just uh, we had uh, we had um, an awesome you know family yeah. get together. We opened many gifts. We, we uh, need to wrap this up, regardless. Yeah, of I know. A segment I know. or the whole show. I uh, um, I didn't get any. <laughs> I didn't get any gifts that are like uh, super amazing gifts of note, other than you know the awesome Shira figure and oh JT got for the sibling gift exchange. JT got me Toy Story four. Yeah, because um. I saw you admiring that Shira when we were at Target on your last journey. Yeah, because I was we were walking through Target Illinois. and that was the first time I had ever seen those figures in the store, and I was like, oh, and yeah. you know, I was just checking out the four that they had. Uh, they didn't have Catra. I think she's the short packed one, uh, and I didn't, you know, I didn't think to look to see if there was. So a you Swift really, wind. really like your gift. Yes. Yay. Um, I'm looking forward to opening it when I get home and putting it on the, in, in that lineup of characters by my TV, mm-hmm. I'm going to have uh, her standing next to Squirrel Girl. Cool. Um, <laughs> but let's uh, say goodbye here. Okay. Um, we ending the episode or the segment? Uh, we're ending the segment. I okay. think, uh, I'm trying to think uh, as in we pull up here, feet, your destination will be on the right. Cause we gotta, we gotta drive around that circle thingy. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else uh you know my aunt and uncle came to visit and uh uh, 
Uh, oh, my mom put together some really cool slideshows. Oh, and yeah, that's a, a, a significant gift. My mom made me yet another awesome calendar with photos taken from the whole, you know, past year. Uh, and she kind of arranged them this year so that each month had a theme. Usually it was around somebody's birthday. Uh, and for the month of March, she themed it around MarsCon. Uh, and has the photo of all of the performing acts on the staircase of last year's MarsCon, which includes Carrie and Alex. And then in the upper right corner is, um, let's see, Departures. Yeah. Yep. Uh, has, um, <laughs> has an awesome photo of me in my robber outfit uh, with Alex in the police outfit putting handcuffs on me while the streamers of the jail bars are behind me. And it's such a great picture, and it makes me so happy to see it. Yes. And there's a couple of great pictures of Qbert in there as well. So, anyway, that's that'll wrap up Luke's coverage of, of the holiday season. Oh, other than the fact that I came to Carrie's, and um, <laughs> the Southwest inexplicably canceled my flight, which was supposed to happen yesterday, and I had to reschedule for today. So when I land in LAX, I need to drive home drop off my luggage, and immediately start lift driving on New Year's Eve at about 7 p.m. So, yay for that. Well, let's no, no it's okay. No Luke getting an extra day to get a really good night's sleep or anything before I have to drive until at least 3 in the morning. Well, <laughs> well, anyway. We enjoyed having you. That that allowed us to finish our Letterkenny Marathon. Yes, and, uh, and, it was, and I always love getting to spend more time with you guys. I mean, the, if it weren't for my concern to make money, you know... Uh, I should go down there because that's where Southwest is. Okay. Um, yeah, if it weren't for my concern to make money and New Year's Eve, along with Halloween, is the busiest lift night of the year. Like, the highest money-making night of the year. It's like I'm... If I were to miss New Year's Eve, I would be missing out on a good... My record is 275 for one day, and I think it's entirely possible I could break that record in one lift shift if I decided to go for it. And... I was going to go for it when I when the plan was I'm going to get a really good night's sleep beforehand. And, you know, I did get at least six hours of sleep last night, and I might be able to get to sleep. I, I, have, a, I have a layover, so I'm going to have, like, a three-hour flight followed by a one-hour flight. So maybe I could get a little bit of sleep on the plane on the first flight, but I'm not counting on it. Because <laughs> at a certain point, you're just awake enough where it's like, well, I'm awake. Um, anyway, uh... But yeah, so we'll uh, probably the next. How long have we been recording this segment? Oh, wait, um, you don't know because we haven't. I we haven't been actually stopping. Fifty three. Oh well, I mean, probably about eight minutes because that's okay. <laughs> remember the thing. Yeah. So. Uh, well, um. Yeah. So basically, we'll head north on departures. This this segment, you know, this segment will be ending as soon as I pull over and park, which might be another minute or two, and then I'll do Just what's loop plugging now, and then there'll be uh, at least one more segment that we'll record at a later date. <laughs> Just say goodbye and cut off the. Okay. And tell me how to press. Do I just so, press the red button? Uh, yes. Yeah, so report reporting from the year and the the year. Reporting from the past. Reporting from the year 2019, uh, the last day of the, the, the 2010s, this is Luke and Carrie. Signing off. Someone give me a beat.
Skeleton. Oh, it's terrifying. <laughs> Just kidding, guys. It's me, the Bad Commander. Hi. Maybe you recognize me from such movies as Cobra Man uh, or uh, Man Ant or maybe even Lady Fingers or Showtime. Look, here I am on the poster. High five target practice. Yes, please. <laughs> Score a direct hit. Carrie Josh Alexandria. I just want to let you know in this time of quarantine and disease and panic, pandemic, craziness, it's okay. Let's just stay indoors for a while. You know what I mean? Let's just not touch people and like, you know, wash our hands a lot. That's cool. You guys have plenty of things to be grateful for. I mean, Buffy, Scotty, Vader, Hamsty. Buffy, Scotty, Vader, and Hamsty. Three cats and a hamster. Do your cats ever look at Hamsty and, and they're like, mm -mm, that Hamsty looks delicious. They could, you know. You never know what cats are thinking. They're crazy like that. <clears throat> Speaking of cats, look. The Green Goblin. <laughs> He's not really a cat. He's really a guy. Dressed up like a goblin. Anyway, Carrie, I know you're a big fan of ours, and I know Josh, you are too. And Alexandria, well, Alexandria, check it out. I'm the Bat Commander, and this is one of my favorite posters right here. This is from a show called The Flintstones. This is Pebbles and Bam Bam. They were the son and daughter of our friends. Look. Fred Flintstone is up here, and here's Barney Rubble, and their wives, Wilma, and Barney's wife was named, oh, I forgot. It was something like Thelma. I can't remember. I forgot her name. I can't believe it. Anyway, they had kids, and then those kids grew up to be teenagers, and then they grew up to be parents themselves, and then they were grandparents. And that's how old they are, Alexandria. I thought you'd like to know that. <laughs> Interesting factoids. Well, Buffy, Scotty, and Vader, I have a little something I want to show you, Mr. Cat. Check it out. It's my own Darth Vader costume from when I was just a boy. Look, it says Lord Vader on it. Why wouldn't it? I mean, come on. <laughs> And check this out. I just got it from Japan, Josh. Maybe you'll remember one of these. That's right. Sucker Man from Japan. See, guys, there's plenty of stuff we can do during this quarantine. 
We can order things from eBay. We can order food. We can watch TV. We can watch all of the episodes of everything. It's going to be great. We never have to go outside again. In fact, we wrote a song about that on our new album, and we didn't even know that there would be a pandemic, which would make no one want to go outside again anyway. Too bad our album's not coming out for another couple months. That's okay. Hang in there. It's going to be coming out soon. So Carrie, Josh, Alexandria, Buffy, Scotty, Vader, and Hamsty, the Aquabats love you guys. And don't worry, it's going to be fun. Just stay indoors and you can build forts with sheets and pillows and, you know, you can dogpile each other. There's so much you can do. Just don't ever go outside again. Anyway, guys, have a great quarantine and a great 2020. We'll be seeing you soon. We're the Aquabats. Look for our live stream maybe coming soon. Love us and me, the Bad Commander. Take it easy. Today is April 1st, 2020. <laughs> April Fool's.
It's a wonderful year. Yay! <laughs> Which we can only get away with saying on April 1st. Yeah. So I don't think, I don't think uh, any of us, any of you need need us to tell you why, because <laughs> you're all living it. I mean, we can tell you how how this virus and quarantine is affecting our lives, but I don't think we need to tell you. And then we started hearing in the news. <laughs> yeah. So basically, for for me. I, you know, I started preparing for self-isolation on uh, Thursday, the 12th of March. And then me and Kyle did a, you know, ride out to the store that day uh, to get things. And then the following, that week Friday, then Saturday, there was a little birthday party get together here for, um, for uh, Erica's birthday. And the reason why we had that was because she had originally planned to go out and do other cool things in other public places. And all of her friends were like, we're very concerned about this thing. And we would prefer to, you know, go to a single place that is not out in public. So that's why we did that. Um, And then the day after that was Sunday, which was the day the LA mayor went on TV and told everyone that they need to stay indoors. So, so basically Mm -hmm. that was, you know, it, it's like, this is basically day, what would that be? 14, 15, 16, 17. This would be day seven. No, wait. Today's Wednesday. Well, yeah. So yeah, today, today's, thought... today's day 17 of that. But, you know, I basically three days before that was preparing for it. So, so that's, that's my number count. I know it's different for Illinois. Um, <laughs> well, I, I've been quarantining for probably the exact same time as you Mm -hmm. although our official you know shelter in place orders didn't come until later um than yours but we were by the time they canceled school so it was like on the 12th we we had a a court and country rehearsal which is which was like six or seven people that uh uh, of what actually were there and on the 13th alex had school and picked up her she had her school ipad and some extra paperwork and journals in her backpack just in case and but by the time i was going to the door to pick her up i'd already seen an email from the school that the school had decided to close. And then, uh, I believe it was later that weekend that I don't remember when, when Illinois ordered the schools closed. I I almost think it was later the same day. Um, but, um, they, you know, by the time they ordered the schools closed, and it's like it's not shelter in place, but you're ordering the the fucking schools closed, and you know we're we're uh, science uh, following, you know, uh, smart people that live in this house. So mm-hmm. you know, I didn't let her play on the pra- playground after school. We we walked home. 
and that's when it began. When we got home on May, um, uh, March 13th, and it is now April 1st, and it's going to continue for at least the entirety of April. Uh, and, and I just learned the origins of the word quarantine were off some, like, uh, some word that originally meant 40, as in 40 days, as in, you know, you stay on the, um, you stay on the ship for 40 days before we let you take port during the Black Plague. Yeah, I, I had heard that too. Yeah, I just read that like ten minutes ago, or something. So, um, you know, it's it's not that much. It's not that hard for me because, um, other than being really privileged in a lot of ways. I'm also, you know, used to being at home a lot um, yeah. because I'm a stay-at-home mom. So stay-at-home is already in my job title. So, you know, the hardest thing has been, you know, becoming a homeschool mom. And, you know, between becoming a homeschool mom and not being able to have a cleaning lady come over anymore. Uh, you know, I mean, I don't go out for anything, but I'm still doing, you know, karate from home on zoom. And I'm still going to be as of tomorrow night, I'm still going to be doing court and country rehearsals on zoom. Not that they're going to be proper rehearsals in any way, shape or form, but you know, my, schedule is literally busier now than it was before as far as trying not to live in filth and squalor which we're doing anyway so um, i've we're halfway through spring break right now and i was hoping that spring break was gonna translate into spring cleaning but then when I needed to do plumbing and needed to try to get mold out of my dishwasher, then we have not gotten that much cleaning done. Just trying to keep up with the basics as it's like kind of like regular life only, you know, I don't go, I don't go much of anywhere. Yeah. Uh, we do go, um, we, we went once a couple of days ago to the forest preserve to do a walk, me and Alex. And I've been to, I've been to some drive-throughs occasionally, but I'm not willing to go into a store because it's too spooky as a, you know, type one diabetic type one is literally an autoimmune disorder. Um, uh, so I mean, we we get groceries delivered on occasion, and and restaurant food quite frequently. And I don't feel guilty about either because I was already doing both of them quite frequently beforehand. I'm just doing groceries, you know, 
I, I, I'm still, uh, uh, the restaurant may be slightly more frequent now than it was before. And the groceries are around the same. So, and I've, I've gone out to deliver toilet paper sometimes because, uh, I don't know that it's that interesting of a story, but I'll just tell it. It's not that long. <laughs> I've got a, oh my God, Vader. Vader just did a big stinking flaming poo. Oh, okay. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> There's a flaming oh, no. poo inside me. Flaming poo inside. Maybe I should mute myself while I choke, and I'll come back to my story while you talk. All right. Well, basically, um, I'm I'm not going to go into specifics, but you know, in a, in a I'll just say in a very general sense that my family has stepped up to make sure that you know I'm covered and I don't need to concern myself with uh, you know whether or not the you know rent and bills are going to be paid. Uh, you know, plus Erica has been working and she has you know uh, she's paying for her share of things. So uh, so basically, the other big expenses of my life are. Uh, groceries and because I signed up for CalFresh and because I kind of wasn't grocery shopping as often as most normal people probably do, I had kind of a big bank set up of, uh, of, of this money from CalFresh. Um, so I went, I, I've, we've done at least two really big shopping trips. One was like three weeks ago and the other one was 10 days ago. And after both of those, my CalFresh went down to, I think it was like $94 left in it. Uh, so just now, before we started recording this, I ran out to, um, again, it had been, you know, 10 days since I had bought food or, you know, anything. Um, I mean, there's still plenty of food here, but there was still a bunch of stuff that, uh, you know, we had run out of that I felt warranted going to the store. So I went there and I got... Um, about I think $120 worth of groceries, a little bit of it. Uh, I picked up a couple things for Erica just because, you know, save her the trouble. But basically I ended up spending that last 94 that was in CalFresh. So this is the first time since I signed up for CalFresh that I actually hit the like zero mark on what was in there. But the good news is within the next, you know, probably five or six days, I'm going to get, you know, my monthly you know, stipend from them and that'll be about another $190. So that will cover whenever the next time I go grocery shopping is, you know, and cover me for the month of April. So, so yeah. So, so basically, as I said, my family is making sure that my rent and bill situation is handled. Another kind of plus about that, that happened today is uh, they announced that there was going to be a, uh, a like a, a national forbearance uh, for people who have student loans um, so that if they go to their, so I basically went to my student loan website and I clicked on a thing to request the forbearance. So I'm waiting to hear back from them, but uh, to say that, you know, whether or not I've been accepted or whatever, but I'm kind of guessing I will, because that's the whole point of doing this thing. So it basically puts off, you know, any student loan payments or any interest, uh, until September 30th. So, you know, um, so basically, like I said, my family's helping me. So it's more like this is helping my that's family. Cool. So they have like, you know, one less thing they have to cover for me for the coming months. So, and I'm going to keep my eye out for other things like that. I also need to go to the uh, department of, um, or, you know, uh, whatever it's called. I need to, I need to file for unemployment, which I've done before in California. 
Um, but you know, now with the new situation, you know, they're advising that you should go and do it again if, if you're in the performing arts or, you know, in the entertainment industry. So that's kind of on my to-do list. Oh, excuse me. So hopefully that'll work out. Yeah. So, so basically that's, that's where I'm at is I'm, I'm staying home. I'm, you know, and, and I, and I realized how super privileged I am to be in this situation and that I have a family that is, you know, well off enough and caring enough to do this for me. So, um, so yeah, I, I, you know, I'm doing my best to pay it forward to other people whenever I can, because, you know, I've, I have, you know, yeah. Anyway, Carrie, you can continue with your story now. If you are. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, well, so I had a subscription to what the crap, uh, I'm sorry, who gives a crap toilet paper because they have um, 100% recycled and uh, everything's like wrapped in paper and, you know, there's like no plastic involved and, you know, pretty cool. They, and they also have a premium option uh, that's instead of 100% recycled is made out of bamboo, but I never uh, went for that. Uh, um, I wanted to try it, but I don't think I ever got to try it. Or if I did, it was only one roll and I just didn't notice the difference. Anyways, um, so, you know, I was, I still had plenty of toilet paper left in the box and then the toilet paper shortage happened. And then I got an email from, um, what the crap. And they're like, well, you know, listen, guys, um, don't, you know, ask for, to get your subscription sooner than usual, unless you actually need it so that we can actually keep up with, uh, you know, keep up with production and uh so i was like okay well i don't actually need it and it looks like it'll come in you know they'll ship it out in about a week and i'm probably not going to need it then either but i'm not going to tell them to delay it either so by doing this i i by by the time that box showed up i probably had at least 40 or at least 40 rolls of toilet paper so I'm already trying to give them away and trying to find people to give them to. I've given some to Ken and Keith and um, I, you know, was trying to find neighbors that would need it or, uh, you know, fellow moms from the school, from the Facebook group. And like, so anyways, um, then this box, me and, me and Alex were in the garage and UPS or whoever shows up with this box that you can tell from the outside is a box of toilet paper. And I'm like, this is not mine. You know, we did not order any toilet paper. And she, and he picks the delivery person picks up the box and he reads the name. Uh, uh, and he said something like Carly or something. So, I actually thought, oh, well, that must be my new neighbor's box. And it didn't occur to me till later. It was probably reading my name. And I'm like, what the fuck do we have? I already have more toilet paper than I know what to do with. I feel like so guilty. And then uh, 
the next day, the bo- so he took the box back, and the next day the box came back. Yep, Josh Panic ordered more toilet paper. <laughs> but it ended up in my name for some reason, which happens to us a lot. So now I'm really, like, now I'm going on Craigslist and shit, and I'm like, free toilet paper, free toilet paper, get your toilet paper. And so I made some... I, I I know at least three um, drop offs as a result of that um, Craigslist post. And then I paused the post because I didn't want it to get to be too much to for me to do while I'm trying to like you know parent and homeschool and all this shit. So. Um, do, 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 and I still don't know what I'm going to do with it all. I still have too much, but I've, you know, like I said, I gave, I, I, I got, I, I gave quite a bit away on those three stops, and I gave some to Canon Keith, and uh, there's maybe another neighbor that's going to take them. But um, the whole point of me bringing that up was really just to say that's one of the only things that gets ever gets me out of the house. And then apparently, like, apparently tomorrow I'll be going to Alex's um, school, the primary school, which is K through two, to uh, drop off some of our extraneous masks since I think Josh Panic ordered masks back in February. And it took them, it took him a while to secure some. They're they're not N95 masks. They're just the regular blue surgical masks. It took him a while to secure some, and then, you know, it's pretty clear that you know medical workers need them more than we do. So, um, and even though we've I've opened both boxes, it seems like they're gonna accept the donation. Which which by they I mean the hospital people are collecting it at in Alex's gym. So tomorrow I'm going to drive over to Alex's school and drop off some masks. And I ordered a um, sewing machine and with the idea being that I'm going to be making fabric masks in the near future. And, uh, other than that, it's mostly me taking care of three cats and a hamster because Alex got a hamster for her birthday. I'm sure we didn't do any of the rundown of Mars Con or Alex's birthday. No, but so, you know, this kind of seems more like the pressing news of the moment. <laughs> yeah, you think? So, yeah. luckily, f- another privilege is just being married to Josh and him. it's not only that he's a sourpuss or a, a, you know, a pessimist. It's also that, you know, he's smart. He's, he's got some basic understanding of math and history, definitely more so than I do. And that, you know, he, uh, and he really follows the news obsessively sometimes depending on how interested he is in something so he's been following this COVID-19 stuff you know since it hit the news and 
Um, you know, he was even smart and like did smart stuff with our stocks back in January. And, uh, like he, he did, or actually I meant rather than stocks, I meant to say with his 401k and, uh, and he had, he was, he like told the coworker what he was doing with the 401k and the 401k is like, what are you crazy? The market is, is great right now. The sky's the limit. And then Josh said, and that's why I'm moving my 401k. <laughs> As in, that guy's confidence let him, you know, was a sign to Josh that, you know, things are going to, things are going to go f- fucking square shape. So <laughs> Josh didn't lose anything on his 401, on his 401k and gained 2%. And, you know, and he's been, he's been ordering food probably since, at least since early February, if not February, if not late January. Like, you know, we're not real survivalists over here, but, um, you know, like, kind of like in that vein. And... So, you know, and homeschool, homeschool is really actually e-learning, you know, me giving, you know, trying to get Alex to follow the school curriculum while simultaneously not, you know, going crazy or upset herself, you know, so, um, which kind of leads me Play some some tunes. Okay. Uh, we come back and we talk about how how our thoughts and feelings on this is probably more interesting than our experience. Okay. Well then, or maybe not. But we'll find out. Well, I was going to suggest because the way the recording on Zoom works is like I have to end the meeting for it to like save the recording. So I could do that, and then once it's all saved, I could, you know, message you and, you know, send you another link to, to join the conversation so we could start a new file. Does that sound good? If that makes it easier for you than just doing one big file, then we can do that. Yeah, it's just more like, you know, I want to save this file so that it's saved and then start a new file so that, you know, as a precaution. So anyway, all right, so... Mm-hmm. We'll be back with after some music and talk more about the things and the stuff. So yay. Thank you. 
just one small request. It's time to stop each day at three and have a lovely spot of tea. It's time to make America great. Britain again. It's time to ditch the status quo and give the monarchy a go. It's time to make America great. Britain again. First we'll replace imperials with metrics. We'll even ditch the dollar for the pound. Then we'll adopt 230 volt electrics. And hip Charles is finally crowned At roundabouts We'll all be effed When we start driving on the left It's time to make America Great Britain Again Our social norms will change at once When we just call each other cunts It's time to make America Great Britain again And when we're proper British lads and lasses We'll go out drinking anytime we like. We'll order pints of ale instead of glasses. And when we talk, we'll sound like Dick Van Dyke. Hello, Governor. Who cares about the Rio Grande? Come on, let's all go down the strand. Have a banana. Make America great. Britain again. There'll be no need for leaving tips when we go out for Fish and chips, it's time to make America great. Britain again, it's time to be the home of Harry Potter and claim the stones and beetles as our own. We'll all list Oxford as our alma mater, and healthcare debt will finally be unknown. Just like James Bond and Doctor Who We'll call the lavatory the loo It's time we make America great Britain again Each week on Facebook we can post Six photos of our Sunday roast It's time to make America great Britain again Like proper Brits And tell them we'd be chuffed to bits If we could make America great Britain again So let's ask Liz to take us back And we'll salute the Union Jack It's time to make America great Britain again The day we give the Queen the power And she shows Trump that other tower We'll finally make America great Britain to you live from the Houston Astrodome Highway Catastrophe. This is Bill Manspeaker, and I'm here with one of the protesters here on today's revolutionary traffic stop. Justin Harper, do you have something to say to the world? Sit right back and let me tell you a tale of a big fat egg and a giant fucking wall. He wanted a wall, he went to the people to build it all The politicians and congressmen tried to stop him but couldn't win Trump 
Humpty Dumpty wanted his wall. He wanted the people to build it all. The politicians and congressmen tried to stop him, but couldn't win. win. They couldn't win. Dumpty Dumpty, man. He wanted to build a wall. But it was really a mall, man. Not my president. Dumpty Dumpty sat on his wall. It's really huge, it's really tall. Dumpty Dumpty sat on his wall. We're gonna do the wall. But don't be saying me, I'm the small. No prices at the mall wall. Trump's a small wall. Trumpy Dumpty wanted his wall. Trumpy Dumpty wanted a mall. In Mexico to build it all. Mexico to build his mall. Trumpy Dumpty wanted a wall. In Mexico to build his mall. They tried to stop him and couldn't win. Now he's on the citizen. Trumpy Dumpty wanted his wall. Now he's sitting on top of it all. They tried to stop him, but they couldn't win. It's really tall. Dumpty Dumpty sat on his wall. We're gonna do the wall. But don't be saying me, I'm the small. Come down to Trump's small wall. For low, low prices. And chicklets and burritos. And sombreros. It's cheap because it's made in Mexico. Not my president! He's your president! Trumpy Dumpty wanted a wall, he got a chihuahua to build it all. Fourteen million says it all. Now the chihuahua is scratching his balls on the unbuilt walls. Taco Bell Country! You want chiclet? <laughs> Her hair is like a briar She stands in a bow-legged stance And if I weren't so ugly She'd possibly give me a I don't know if I dropped, uh, if I drop, I think it drops everybody. Um, so maybe I lost internet for a minute or something. I don't know. So I what happened with the recording, Luke? I have no idea. It didn't give me any indication that it saved what it had recorded. So just in case it didn't. Hey, look, there's Bill Potts. Say hi, Bill. Hello. Hey, look, it's Kevin Eldridge of the Flopcast. Hey, I'm back. Hi. And hey, there's Clark with a kitty on his head. Meow. Okay. We have guests. Okay. And I'm here too. And Carrie's here too. It's, it's. <laughs> 
It's it's uh, either April fourth or fifth, depending on how pedantic you are. And um, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> and this is another bad report segment. So, um, see, I think that you know everyone was calling it coronavirus, and then a whole big faction of people were like saying it's actually COVID nineteen. You need to make sure you're calling it COVID nineteen. And I think the main faction that was enforcing that was comedy musicians because COVID-19 rhymes with quarantine and it was essential that we had those two words rhyme so that everyone can make comedy songs about COVID-19. Fun fact, COVID-19 is not the name of the actual virus. It's the name of the disease you get from the virus. Oh, speaking of pedantic. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, well, why not? Yeah, sure. We're actual nerds. virus name as I'm Googling it. It's uh, SARS-CoV-2. Thank you. That's right. What what Clark said. Ah. Anyways. So uh, I, I, uh, I, on a personal note, before we talk about whatever we decided to talk about, I, the, today is my first day on Adderall for ADHD. Oh. Ah. <laughs> so. Odd. I felt a need to be productive this morning, but I didn't feel, I, I didn't, I don't know that it actually helped productivity happen because I still had a bunch of stuff going on today. Um, uh, should share the sign with Facebook that we, um, we did, we did do something cool today. It was kind of felt kind of historical, uh, which was, after the video appointment with the family therapist, which was not particularly historical, but um, uh, we went on a car parade around the senior center nearby with streamers and signs on our cars um, just to try to show love to all the seniors in there because they can't have visitors and they can barely interact with each other even if at all. You know, they might only just get to interact with certain people that work there and, you know, and uh, it's, it sucks to be them, you know. So I had a, I made a, I threw together a sign in like a half hour that says, we, we are all in for you, uh, which was inspired by the um, Illinois slogan that was put out which was uh uh all in for illinois get it so um i think that's what our governor pritzker is trying to trying to do so that he doesn't have to you know uh threaten you know jail time or fines but we'll probably get there eventually i'm guessing i don't know but we're not there yet in my state but it was like just a really cool thing to do. It only lasted, you know, like five minutes driving around a building. Kind, you know, maybe we could have. I think we should have gone slower than we went. But um, you know, we our car chose "Lean on Me" to play loudly since the "Lean on Me" guy died yesterday, not of COVID nineteen, and uh, Bill Withers, yes. and. Uh, you know, and I had my aforementioned sign, a few streamers on our door, and just playing our song loudly and honking the horn sometimes. And another car was playing All You Need Is Love by the Beatles. And uh, 
I was like, man, if I wasn't on so many meds, I'd probably cheer up right now because it was crazy, you know? But yeah, okay. So that's that story. What did we decide to actually talk about with these guys? Uh, stuff that has to do with them and not me. <laughs> no, 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 no. Stuff that has to do with all of us. Well, let me ask, let me ask Kevin Eldridge a question. Um, sure. There were a, a television soundtrack that were released that contained vocals by both Robbie Rist and Mickey Dolenz. Would you be interested in downloading such a soundtrack? I would absolutely download such a soundtrack. But what, what TV series in history could possibly contain vocals from both Robbie Rist and Mickey Dolenz? What magical theoretical hypothetical series could be so wonderful that that could possibly be the case. I cannot imagine such a thing ever happening. Well, it, it, it seems unlikely, but it's true. There was a show called Mighty Magiswords. And if what? one were to go to mightymagiswords.bandcamp.com, you can download the Mighty Magiswords soundtrack album, which has 66 tracks, 45 minutes of music, including four tracks with vocals by Robbie Rist and one track featuring vocals by Mickey Dolenz. How so, the fuck did I know, not know you guys got Mickey fucking Dolenz? <laughs> well, how did I not know this? I don't know. I love the monkeys. Because I say words and you don't listen to them. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, pot calling the kettle black. There was the, the first two part episode was called, um, the saga of Robo, the saga of Robo Piggy, and um, in the second half of the episode, uh, they have discovered the um, the uh, legendary hyperspace magic sword, and they use it not knowing how it works, and it kind of takes them to this big field full of you know butterflies and, and stuff like that, and they find a couple of trees, and in it is uh, Wendell the Love Grub, who is voiced by Mickey Dolenz, and is a very kind of you know hippy dippy character, and speaks in rhymes. And um, it, they're trying to figure out how to make the legendary hyperspace Magisword work. And uh, in order to kind of calm their uh, upset emotions, he sings a song called So Many Parts to Hug. Uh, and that Mickey is the Dolan song. sings a song in your show and I didn't yes. know it? And it's on the soundtrack, which you can download for free at mightymagiswords.bandcamp.com. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me this? <laughs> uh, Bill, Kevin, have I talked about Mighty Magiswords at all in the past... Four or a five lot. So how did I not know that the Mickey Dolan I'm pretty sure thing? this is the first time Mighty Magistrates has come up. I don't, I don't think you've yeah. ever mentioned it before. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So, so yeah, so there's that. And then, of course, the aforementioned uh, Robbie Riss playing the role of Frankie Jupiter, uh, <laughs> who, is, who was originally meant to be a parody, a parody of, um, of um, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody Queen. What's his name? Freddie Mercury. <laughs> Freddie Mercury. That's it. Yeah, he was supposed to be a parody of Freddie Mercury, and hence the name Frankie Jupiter. Uh, but the character design needed to be altered to look less like Freddie Mercury, and then they also had to alter the music to make it sound less like Queen. So, but because nonetheless, laws. Nonetheless, Robbie Rist, um, you know, sings the the vocals of that. So, the songs uh, that are the the World Witch Awards and the reprise of World Witch Awards. That's basically meant to be uh, another one rides the, or another one, excuse me, another one bites the dust. <laughs> um, there's one that's, um, uh, the, the technical title of that song, according to Kyle, was we probably should have discussed this beforehand. And that song is meant <laughs> to be, um, 
somebody to love. Uh, is that the title of that song? The the Queen one? I can't yes. remember. Yeah. 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 And then um, there is a song called Bulletin Board, which is meant to be crazy little thing called love. So, so if you, when you listen to those, you'll kind of hear like, oh yeah, I can see how that's the you know underlying thing they're going for. Like on the Simpsons when they do parodies of songs, but they aren't actually parodies of songs. They they have to like uh, change it to make it legally distinct from the other thing. But you yes. know what they actually mean to do. So it's that kind of a situation. But but still, it was uh, you know very cool. Plus the fact that Kyle you know was able to get me all of these tracks that were directly from the studio mixes and you know finish this project that I've been working on for you know since back when the show was still on the air. So um and 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 yeah and I also when I I did kind of version A I showed it to Kyle he said oh can you add this and that and this and I pulled a few sound bites from the TV series audio direct and from the vlogs and we just made it the thing that we want it to be. Anyway, so that's me talking about a thing that you know would at least interest uh, Kevin and now possibly Carrie now that she knows that Mickey Dolenz is on it. Um, I want to see the show. The I don't want to just hear the audio. I well, need to you watched find that it? episode. It's a yeah. It's episode. It's in season one. It's called the Saga of Robo Piggy, and it's on Hulu, so you can watch it there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, uh, what have you been up to, Blasted View? Oh, um, so I'm uh, working from home right now. Uh, my my company. Um, uh, well, let me back up slightly. Uh, the like the first weekend in March, um, I started at a new company. I have the exact same job, but I started at a new company. <laughs> they um, uh, uh, they split my uh, um, uh, my division of the company. Basically, the Quicken Loans Technology. Uh, they they split into its own company. Uh, so technically, I work for a new company now. Um, and uh, so then, like, immediately following that, then we started hearing about the COVID stuff. Uh, and, like, a week later, I was working from home. Uh, so uh, I've been working from home. I got an office uh, set up in the basement. And uh, so for the most part, uh, it's the same, uh, same going on for me as I have been just working on projects at home. Uh, it's just on the weekends, I can't go visit people. So I have to have virtual parties like I'm doing right now. <laughs> So that's, that's, uh, well, I sure see a lot more of you than I normally do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, we had, a, there was an excellent, uh, stay at home party that you hosted last week with a bunch of friends. Yep. So, yeah. So, cause, uh, I, I was like, I, I usually host at least one, uh, uh party, uh, at my house a, a month and I'm like, I'm not going to have a party in April. Am I? So let's do a virtual party. So I might be doing those like every other week. And then, uh, yeah, so I, um, I actually uh, paid for a subscription for Zoom uh, because this is really awesome. We're using Zoom right now. And uh, I'm like, it's worth it, uh, you know, 14 bucks a month uh, uh, for this service. So that's uh, pretty much the basics of my life the last couple of weeks, months. Well, cool. Uh, how have things been going with you, Kevin? We're hanging in there here in Chicken Town. I mean, uh, uh, I started the month of March. I actually had a, a little uh, trip scheduled to Las Vegas. So I was out in Vegas uh, visiting a couple of friends of mine. And uh, if people listen to uh, my show, which is the Flopcast, uh, you can hear a little audio of me and my friends in Vegas at the beginning of March. And uh, when I was out there, things were just starting to 
explode as far as uh, the situation we're all in. And we're just starting to get word of, okay, this event is canceled. This is canceled. This is becoming a problem. And you know, things were still pretty cool in Vegas when I was there and the airports were still fine and Vegas was up and running. And I got back to Massachusetts uh, just fine. Everything was great. And then like immediately everything shut down. So I got my little uh, trip in just in time. And since then, yeah, we've just been locked down, of course, here as uh, everybody is everywhere at this point. Uh, the Flopcast has been uh, going along. Uh, Cornflake is good. I'm good. The Mayor of Chicken Town is good. So uh, Team Flopcast is uh, okay at this point, I'm happy to say. We're recording the show still uh, by Zoom, by remote, you know, every week. So we're still doing our goofy little show every week and trying to, you know, our show is obviously just very silly and fun and goofy. So we're trying to keep the Flopcast going as hopefully something that people can enjoy and just be something light and fun as we're all dealing with the situation. And at the same time, we're still, you know, we, we don't want to, you know, we're, we're trying to be mindful of the fact that this is an emergency situation that we're all in. So we're trying to do our goofy comedy show in the face of everything that's happening at the same time. And obviously all of us on this call are involved in, in comedy, you know, to some, to, to, to in various, uh, 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 extent. So you guys know what, what, how that is, you know, that you want to do what you do and, and, you know, be uh, providing the services that we do and uh, being in contact with uh, all our friends the way we always are. And at the same time, uh, things are tough and we're doing what we can, but, uh, things are good. The chickens are good. Everything's fine. Well, cool. Um, I also, um, you know, not to not to go off on too much of a tangent with it, but uh, your your partner over there at uh, the Flopcast has finally released a comedy music album of her own, and I was yes on your your, your thoughts uh, or or behind the scenes stuff about that. <laughs> yeah, there is a new Cornflake album. Well, it's Cornflake and Jacob because uh, Cornflake's a musical partner for this album was uh, Jacob Holler, who's also a good friend of the Flopcast. And yeah, uh, all you folks I know in the Midwest just got to uh, hang out with Cornflake for the weekend at MarsCon, where she was one of your uh, performers mm -hmm. this year doing her comedy songs. And yeah, there's a new Cornflake and Jacob album, which we are very excited about here. Uh, I, I, I thought it came out really nice. It really, I think, I think the album really encapsulates Cornflake. <laughs> the concert uh, was great. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was back here in uh, Chicken Town. I was not able to be at MarsCon. Did you watch I, the stream? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Wasn't it great? I was. Yes, I was watching online and I loved it. So we're very excited now that people can get uh, the new album from uh, my awesome co-host Cornflake. And it should be said that the title of the album, which is pretty much one of uh, Cornflake's catchphrases, is um, "I don't know what you're talking about." That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and that album is up at CD Baby. So if you go to cdbaby.com and search for Cornflake and Jacob Holler, you will, you'll find the album there. And it's available as a digital album. So, yeah, go check it out. Uh, uh, Cornflake gave me a digital copy of it, and I'll be uh, playing 
you know, probably a track or two from it on this episode of the podcast so that people can hear what some of that awesomeness sounds like. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, Clark, uh, Carrie and I have just met you. Um, what's going on with you? <laughs> and um, also, who are you? <laughs> Tell us more about you. Uh, well, I'm a, I'm a person with a cat on his head. Uh, so Notice that much. I, it's a digital cat because I'm allergic to real cats. I know, and it's fascinating. Yes. Um, uh, I'm a computer dude. Uh, I've worked in computer stuff since even all the way back in high school and have never changed careers. And now I'm like in my mid-30s and still doing computer stuff. And now I do other ancillary computer stuff like I use a computer to 3D print things and, uh, you know, general makery stuff. Uh, yeah. Hopefully you'll take this as a compliment, but I kind of knew you were a computer dude without <laughs> long before you ever said that. Well, if this proves anything, here's the latest, one of the latest things I just bought. Can you guess what it is by its shape? I would uh, say hard drive. Oh, wait. Is it a Hold zip, on. zip drive? <gasps> the floppy disk? The floppy disk drive? But on USB. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> I thought this might entertain you. Uh, I I found I found these somewhere in a drawer. Ah yes. And uh, they're from my 2013. Um, I can't. This bad focus. Whatever. Uh, thanks, Logitech. Um, from the uh, my Eagle Scout ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> Clark is showing us a, a handful of uh, 3.5 inch uh, discs right now. <laughs> ah yes. I keep forgetting about the audio. Yes. Um, Actual, factual, 3.5-inch floppy disks. I think out of the 25 or 30 pictures that were on all four of these disks, about three of them actually came out. Uh, the rest <laughs> are lost to the wind of, you know, digital flipped bits and error correction gone bad. Bummer. So, well, I got, I got one good one with the whole family standing up in, in the ceremony. So that's good enough. Yeah. Uh, but beyond so that... I'm a sentient gazebo. I'm a sentient gazebo. I'm a sentient gazebo, and I love, 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 love you. You're a sentient gazebo. You're a sentient gazebo. You're a sentient gazebo, and I love, 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 love you. He's a sentient gazebo. He's a sentient gazebo. He's a sentient gazebo, and he loves, 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 loves you. Do not anchor the gazebo. Do not anchor the gazebo. Do not anchor the gazebo, cause he loves, 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 loves you. Won't like him when he's angry, even worse when he is hangry. Better go ahead and feed him well, cause he loves, 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 loves you. I'm a sentient gazebo. I'm a sentient gazebo. I'm a sentient gazebo, and I love, 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 love you. 
Come one, come all to Pro Highest Vlogs about Magisaurs. All right, Yay. folks. Uh, I have here today the Cactus Magisword. We got this one in an interesting way. It involves a giant cactus creature and a princess. Anywho, um... I got swimming the, practice in 15 minutes, okay? To help me demonstrate this one, uh, once again, is Grup. Hi. I'm sure that I'm sure it'll be fine this time. Probably. Now, what this Magisword does is shoot cactus balls. Just Ooh. little round cacti. It's pretty cool, <laughs> and it's very useful, and I'm going to entrap uh, Grup in one, but then, you know, Ooh. I'll let him free afterwards. Ooh, okay. I'm a nice boy. All Ooh. right, so, and here we go. Oh! oh. That sneakles in. Are you okay? My face. You just gotta oh. power through this. Sing, okay. sing, sing a song. Needles in my face. You feel better? Needles in my face. Needles in my face. It just hurts. It doesn't make it feel any better. Here. Okay. Uh, here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna go out to my mom. I'm gonna get some needle on my face remover. I'm gonna get a sandwich. I'm gonna eat that sandwich. And then I'll be right back. Your friend is a friend in need Well, we all know hugs are the perfect deed With a bond so strong and a bond so tight In the darkest times of the shine of light Cause there's so many parts to hug Yeah, there's so many parts to hug If you got a friend who is far away Use your mind to hug, you won't go astray The world may be massive from end to end But a loving hug has the power to extend Cause there's so many parts to hug there's so many parts to hug. Hugs and act of brotherly love with arms that reach to the stars above. Hugs could be what the world's made of. Cause there's so many parts to hug. That's right. Yes, there's so many parts to hug. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Prohias Talks About Magiswords, where I, Prohias, a warrior for hire, talk about magiswords. Yay! Okay, so uh, today we're going to talk about the Whippersnapper Magisword. Which is another one that my sister insists is the stupidest thing ever, but I insist is amazing. It can make baskets! Look at it! It's a whip, and it makes baskets. It goes like this. And then you got a basket. Huh? How about that? I'm going to make a whole bunch of baskets. Isn't that going to be fun? Yes, it is. Basket. I'm making baskets. Baskets. I'm making baskets. I made a basket. Did you see that? I made a basket. Look at that. It's a basket. Basket. Come on, Grump. Baskets. I'm making baskets. Baskets. I'm making baskets. Baskets. I'm making baskets. Too many baskets. Drowning in baskets. Cannot breathe baskets. I should get help. Let me tell you about a brand new magic sword. It's the coolest thing in blade in the whole speaking world. Can't tell if it's a fish or a mammal or a boy. It's an all-world magic sword. Yeah, it's an all-world magic sword. It slices, it dices, it shoots deadly teeth. It's got a laser on top and a mace underneath. It makes a feisty play and a sweet winter wreath. It's an all-world magic sword. Yeah, it's an all-world magic sword. If you threaten it, you that there's a price to pay. If you're fretting punk, you're in for quiet to slay. If you're fighting this thing, you better pray. Cause it's an all-world magic sword. Dude, where is our business? We ain't got no business. Dude, 
Yes, I am incredibly bored. Dude, where is our business? We ain't got no business. Dude, where is our business? We ain't got no business. Dude, where is our business? We ain't got no business. Dude, where is our business? We ain't got no business. Seriously, I'm losing my mind. This is the best song I've got in me. Dude, where is our business? We ain't got no business. Dude, where is our business? Hey, somebody hire us. to uh, bonfire uh, um, that uh, uh, we have uh, uh, here in Michigan every year. Uh, mm-hmm. th- I met Clark at bonfire. So that's how I know Clark. Okay. <clears throat> in fact, uh, the way I met Bill was... Oh, oh, way- oh God. Oh, God. Yeah, can I tell this story? Yeah, go for it. Okay. So the, the way that... the way like that story that starts with, can I tell this story? <laughs> Bill, Bill touched my life right here. Mine too. Uh, at my first bonfire. And he's pointing to his neck, and there's a literal scar in his neck. Uh-oh. I don't think the scar actually ever showed up, but after the first literally year, literally touched your life. Um, and to to what I mean is that that um, the year that Bill decided to stop shooting the fireworks at bonfire was the year I decided to start the sh- shooting the fireworks at bonfire because. Uh, so one of the rules has ha- or rules one of the guidelines uh, is that you know if it's garbage, it goes in the bonfire. And apparently that that also included the wrappers and stuff that came from the packaging from the fireworks. Um, but uh, sometimes uh, a firework decide the lift charge decides not to go or something, and so it's a dud, and you put it off to the side in the boxes, and then you put the boxes in the bonfire. So uh, it turns out that the actual uh, charge for the firework was totally fine for this mortar. Um, and, uh, when it went off and the 40 foot orb of silver sparks that flew out in every direction appeared, uh, I was the only one that got hit. (laughs) I got smacked right on my neck and then the the spark landed on my shirt, poured, put a hole through the collar of my shirt 
I don't think I have it anymore. Um, but then it went out before it touched anything else. So wow. I immediately had like a second degree burn. Um, <laughs> but I was living with uh, someone who was a, um, who did like fire spinning and things like that for like circus, mm-hmm. circus performance type stuff. Um, so she had a burn kit in her tent. So, <laughs> and I thought it was hilarious. So um, I had a great time and I was like, man, I wonder if I could like, you know, do this and be more safe and also like have an opportunity to go blow a bunch of stuff up. Uh, and so the following year I, uh, decided to bring along, you know, about $800 worth of my own fireworks and, uh, maybe more like a grand, uh, and blow all those things up on my own. So that's what I've been doing ever since. Um, so like pretty much every year I bring like 10 minutes worth of fireworks. Yeah. Cool. That's a quite a fiery intro. Yes, and so it was. That's how Bill and I are. Were our destinies started becoming intertwined? Was that yes? Event. I've known Bill since two thousand three or two thousand four. To online since two thousand three and in person since two thousand four. <laughs> I met Kevin nineteen years ago. A couple days ago. <laughs> because it was one right that well, was maybe, yeah dimension, dimension 2001 well we we would have met uh at an alcon before that I believe. oh were you at the alcons yeah the second one Alcon okay all right yeah. the first time yeah, i remember yeah, yeah. meeting you was but yeah the alcons were kind of crazy because i met all kinds of people so okay yeah, so you've, I, so you've I known kevin 20 years yeah you know, me 17 kevin 20 luke probably more than that yeah luke i met at the first alcon yeah, uh, a huge fanboy, and we took him to the Star Trek uh, thing in Chicago. Now, had had you ordered CDs for me before the first Alcon? Yeah. Oh okay. yeah, oh yeah. So, yeah. So the had, first, my I, first contact with Bill was him ordering CDs for me in Kansas City after having heard me on the Doctor Demento show and ordering them from my PO box from where I lived in Kansas City, and then and I that was probably Bill. around the year Clark was born. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that had to have been between spring of 97 and, and, and 98 before Alcon officially happened. So, sounds yeah. Right. so yeah, so basically if this was a Dr. Who episode, I think uh, Alcon 98 is considered a fixed point in time because so many yes. people <laughs> met each other on that, at that event that, you know, led to so many other things happening in other people's lives. That is mm. just amazing. So yeah. <laughs> um, bit to bit, bit. The main point I, I brought up, uh, Dimension 2001, was uh, because we were talking about Cornflake. And yeah. Cornflake just, we had like uh, a fan showcase thing at uh, Dimension 2001. And she's like, I'll do a song. We're like, okay. She comes out and does this amazing song that n- knocked the audience over dead. And we're like, why don't you put out an album? And <laughs> eight years and tells She did. Yeah, a month she said, ago. okay, give me 20 years and I will produce an album. And she stuck to it. I'm on, I'm on the Sponge Awareness uh, Foundation uh, uh, time track of album putting out. Yes, yes, she's just as quick as we are, as my band Sponge Awareness and Cornflake. We're on the same schedule, very timely. We will crank out an album every decade or two. <laughs> you give us a decade, we'll give you an album maybe. Two, probably, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> that's right <sighs> so um yeah i'm trying to think of other nifty things we could discuss uh um 
Um, what's something we all have watched or seen? Star Wars 1, um, Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Oh, yes. I, I am only two episodes in. <laughs> so we can talk about the first two episodes. Yes, you may speak freely about the first two episodes. <laughs> Those first two episodes were amazing. Yes, yes the, they were. Yes, they were. <laughs> I cannot speak to the rest of the episodes yet. <laughs> yes, we're just getting caught up. The mayor of Chickentown and I were two episodes in. <laughs> so, well, I, I imagine you have more time for TV that, uh, than you did before. It's a little bit, not, not a, a lot bit. more time than I had anyway, but slightly more. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm all caught up in Ozark currently. You know Ozark? It's like this Heard dark. Heard of it, but kinda, I haven't watched it. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. Jason Bateman. You know Jason Bateman from Silver Spoons. And uh, <laughs> I love that that's your most current reference for Jason yes. Bateman. Yes, I'm all caught he hasn't up done in like things in Silver Spoons. <laughs> Jason Bateman's circa 1983. Kevin Eldridge is the Gilbert Godfrey of the community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but uh, yeah, uh, I'm in the middle of uh, like rewatching the first two seasons of Ozark because uh, the third season just started. And it's it's a it's really cool. It's really dark uh, uh, series, but it's I really like it. But uh, so I'm just in the middle. Is it of, uh, any sci-fi related? Not at all. No. Or fantasy? Nope. Okay. It's or a, gun yeah. or guns? Are there guns? It's, there are guns. Yes. I'm trying there to find something to hook Josh into this show because yeah, once yeah. you said the it, word dark, I'm like, well, Josh will probably like it, but I got to make sure there's something yeah, else there that are, he likes in it. It's dark. There are guns. It's Jason Bateman and Laura Linney. They're a married couple, and they are uh, laundering money for the mob, and, the, and ah. they, they have they have to. Uh, they have to leave Chicago. It starts in Chicago, where where you are, Carrie, and then they move to the Ozarks in uh, uh, the, the lake <laughs> yes. in, in in Missouri. I, so I, I blame my stuff. I blame my substances that I may have ingested on me saying uh, something so stupid as to think that Ozarks took place in either space or in a fantasy world. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Uh, so it's super dark, but it's really cool. Um, but that's uh, but what what little TV time I have. I'm trying to get through all of Ozark currently. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll drop a note to Josh to Give recommend it, it, even though I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's a Netflix show. Well, I have a list that I've actually made recently because I got annoyed during this quarantine of having to flip back and forth between the various streaming services I have to figure out what I wanted to watch. So I went through all of them and I just made lists of all of the TV shows and movies I either need to get caught up on or, you know, wanted to watch and haven't gotten around to it, etc. So as a part of that, I actually made a list of the shows that are currently on TV or currently being produced that I actually watch. So I'll just run through the list here. So part one of the list is uh, shows from actual like TV, as in not streaming exclusive services. So let's see. Archer, Avenue 5, Batwoman, Better Call Saul, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, DC's Legends of Tomorrow, DC Superhero Girls, Doctor Who, DuckTales, Family Guy, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, Lego Masters, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., 
Milo Murphy's Law, Muppet Babies, Rick and Morty, Robot Chicken, Saturday Night Live, South Park, Stumptown, Supergirl, Teen Titans Go, The Flash, The Powerpuff Girls, The Simpsons, The Venture Brothers, Thundercats Roar, Unikitty, and What We Do in the Shadows. <laughs> so, and here's the part of the list that's all of the streaming shows. Gretsuko, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, Disenchantment, Glow, Green Eggs and Ham, Harley Quinn, Letterkenny, Love, Death and Robots, Marvel Rising, Shira and the Princesses of Power, Star Trek Discovery, Star Trek Picard, Star Trek Short Treks, Star Wars The Clone Wars, Star Wars The Mandalorian, uh, Stranger Things, The Orville, and The Toys That Made Us. And then as a side note, I have shows that I stopped watching, but I intend to get caught up on eventually. <laughs> Bob's Burgers, American Dad, Riverdale, and Black Lightning. So that's <laughs> the shows that, t- that Luke watches uh, or tries to keep up with on a regular basis. <laughs> you should put them all it, on a little slip of paper and put, put them all in a hat and then... Then uh, ran, you can randomize it. Well, may I recommend? May yes. I recommend something to you, Luke? Yes. I have a similar issue of keeping track of all my shows. I have discovered a website. So this is Blasted Bell recommends. I recommend <laughs> a website called EpisodeCalendar.com. dot com. Uh, has all the TV shows. Uh, so you can say uh, what shows you're watching. Once you've watched an episode, you can mark it off. So that if you like go away for a month or two, you're like, what episode was I on? Oh, yeah. It says right here in this convenient online database. Uh, um, I actually pay for this only like three bucks a year. Uh, and it's brilliant and wonderful. And I highly recommend it. I'm adding that to my notes so I can that, leave a link to it. That sounds right up Luke's alley. And what's it called again? EpisodeCalendar.com. EpisodeCalendar.com. Com. All right, I am totally going to go sign up for that because that's exactly what I need. Um, I, I have a recommendation for you as well. Luke. Okay. Uh, if if, if uh, Riverdale was on your list, and I, I watch Riverdale mm-hmm. as well. It, it, it's ridiculous and trashy and goofy, and it's just like a shut-your-brain-off kind of show. But I'm with you. I'm still watching it. Uh, there's a new, there's a spin-off show, Katie Keene. Yes, uh, I... I, rec- I, I recommend don't watch Katie Keene. <laughs> <laughs> don't even bother starting. <laughs> I gave it like three and a half episodes and I bailed out. So yeah, like, I save you said... three and a half hours. Don't <laughs> even start. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Cause I wasn't, I Katie Keene wasn't on the, my mental list of things I intended to start watching or at yeah. least until not, I got until I got caught up with Riverdale and then, you know, whatever, but, but to hear that from you, uh, you know, knowing how much you embrace things like this to say, stay away from it holds yeah, a lot of water yeah. with me. So yeah, just don't bother. And like those shows <laughs> I mentioned, Bob's Burgers, American Dad, Riverdale and Black Lightning. It's like, it's not that I thought think that there's anything wrong with those shows. It's just that I always noticed that if other shows were on and I had, you know, Oh, my TiVo, I have this many shows on it to watch. I would like, those were the shows that kept being like put off until, you know, the end and then I and then I would find out I oh I have eight episodes of this saved up and then I would want a clear space so I would just delete them all and be like oh, I'll catch up later on Hulu. So eventually I just decided, you know what, forget it. I'm just not gonna record them and I'll wait till I get completely caught up and then I'll start recording them again. So, you know, nothing isn't you know, no no diss on them. It's just my personal preferences leaned other ways for other shows. So Sure. Yeah. And Steven uh, Universe Future <laughs> just ended, which I absolutely <laughs> oh love. My God. So yeah. Kyle and I talk about it in, in non-spoilery terms on the next Tunes podcast. 
Me and uh, me and my roommates watched it with big watery tears dripping down her eyes because oh my god, the feels. Yes, don't say anything because Carrie hasn't seen it yet and she's watching. Yeah. Okay. What are you saying? What do you want to say, Carrie? All the feels. You haven't watched Avenue Five yet, Luke? No, I have. I it's on my list. I I I got it's on your list because you want to rewatch it. No, no. I the list I just said are all the shows that are currently in production that haven't been canceled that are still like on the air, so to speak. Like if like. So, so we're waiting for season two of Avenue Five. The only couple of shows that I'm not sure about are um, Milo Murphy's Law. It doesn't say online whether or not the show has ended after its second season or not. It probably has. And I think the same goes for the Powerpuff Girls because it's been on for a few years and I don't think there's been any new episodes for a while. But all the other shows, it's like I, when I made this list, I went through to, you know, like Wikipedia or whatever to see if I could find uh, proof of their cancellation or that it's being continued, you know, next season or whatever. Can you make Bill Putt watch Avenue Five? <laughs> it's it's not it's not a it's not a matter of of me watching it. It's a matter of how I can watch it. Um, because it's an HBO show. I don't have yeah. I don't have HBO. Well, we use an app called HBO Now to watch it. Yeah, but yeah, but you still have to pay for that. <laughs> yeah. So I'll send you the money. Just watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're gonna like it. It's like it's basically similar to Red Dwarf, but with kind of a more, in a sense, realistic, you know, premise. I never even drew that comparison. And also, it stars you know Hugh Laurie, aka Doctor House, who is you know hilarious in Britain and hilarious in America. And in this series, he takes advantage of both. Um, Also, Josh Gad, who is awesome and hilarious. So yeah. What about uh, Zach? What's his face? Who's in Silicon Valley? He's my favorite. Oh yeah, he's yeah. It's kind of hard to cast him in any character other than that type of character, but this this character is definitely a, a bit more crazy. So yeah, Zach Woods, Zach I think Woods. he's got to be one of my favorite actors right now. <laughs> um, uh, and that's also where you can watch Silicon Valley, Bill, which yes. you will also like. And I think I can almost I think, guarantee it. I think HBO watch- is doing a, a free thing right now, like for the next yeah. month. If you if you sign up, yeah, you can watch stuff for free. I saw that, so that's what I'm going to try Monday night. And Bill, um, I was going to say something, and I forgot. That sucks. Damn it. I hate when that happens. (laughs) Mm, mm, I know. You probably already watched this, but just on the off chance you hadn't, I'm sure you've watched it. The It Crowd? IT Crowd, yes. I've watched The IT Crowd. (laughs) Josh is in IT and he calls it the it crowd. So I have a fucking reason I can call it that. (laughs) It's the IT crowd. Damn it. Hello, IT. But yes, you've watched it. Of course I've watched it. Yeah. Yeah. So Silicon Valley is, it's not, I don't know if it, yeah, it's, 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 it's as wacky as that. It's just wacky in a different way. You should, it's, there's definitely similarities um, and plenty of differences, but you should definitely check out Silicon Valley. It's so great. Yeah. I mean, it's a Mike Judge thing, and Mike, yeah, Mike, Mike Judge, Judge is amazing. So, hey, Come on. Idiocracy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah um, there's just one show of, of Mike Judge that I don't like. And, Which? And it's King of the Hill. I don't like I knew you were going to say that. Is that <laughs> the same reason you don't like Letterkenny? <laughs> 
It might be. Uh, see, <laughs> if, they away, if they took away Bobby and Hank and Peggy and Luann, I would like King of the Hill. If you yeah. eliminate the entire cast, wait, Bobby will Peggy be Bill's Hank favorite Luann. show. So the four main characters of the family of the show. Yes, so it would I be, hate. So it would be okay. Wait, let me take. It, it would be. It would be Bill Dotrieve. Uh, it would be um, um, Dale Dribble and his family. It would be Boomhauer. <laughs> and it would be the, 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 uh, the, the Khan family. So, yeah, that would be an interesting show. <laughs> and, and, the, and the Indian guy. Uh, they, no, oh, yeah, they, yeah. John Redcorn. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so I like all of them. I hate the hills. See, that's the thing is, Beavis and Butthead was meant to be uh, 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 Mike Judge's parody of, like, ultra-liberal craziness, and then uh, King of the Hills meant to be his parody of ultra-conservative craziness. <laughs> so, uh, Luke, does it tell you how long we've been recording? Uh, not really, but I'm guessing it's been at least 20 minutes, so maybe I should uh, uh, stop uh, at this point. It sure. feels like more like 40 minutes to me. Yeah, so my, my concern is that... Um, I'm, because of the weirdness of getting you guys on here and the fact that it died uh, suddenly last time, I'm wondering if it's not using my paid account or using the free account, which will die at 40 minutes. Oh, okay. So I don't well, want you to lose this recording as well. Okay, well then why don't uh, we sign off this segment of the show uh, and we'll have more comedy music. And thank you to our special guests, Bill Putt. Hey, Bill. Yay. Do you have anything to plug real quick? Uh, I don't. I'm not doing okay. it. Oh, no, no, no. I do have something to plug. Um, oh, God. Uh, I don't have the website. I'm, I'm, I'm starting a cosplay, Blasted Bell's cosplay website, uh, but I have no idea what the URL is, so uh, maybe I'll send it to you and put it in the show notes. Yeah, uh, sure. If you search for Blasted Bell Hut cosplay, it should come up. Okay. Uh, and uh, I, I'm putting up how-to videos or uh, 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 stuff on, uh, uh, when I do cosplay stuff. So. Okay, Kevin, plug stuff. Yeah, uh, uh, great to talk to all of you. Love you all. It's been too long, and like we should have a conversation sometime when we're not making a podcast. <laughs> that would be nice <laughs> to uh, find uh, me and Cornflake every week on the Flopcast. We are at flopcast.net. And, and Clark, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Uh, not personally, but I suppose if you ever wanted to be a potato on Zoom chat, just download the Snap Camera app from Snapchat. Okay. <laughs> well, and you too could be a potato. Yay. All right. Thanks, everybody. I'm going to hit, click the leave meeting button now. Bye, Luke. Bye. Tra-la-la. Are you worried about impending doom? Those evil villains got you filled with gloom. Don't you fear there's a hero in the sky, the sky, the sky. It's not a bird and it's not a plane. And it's not an egg salad sandwich. It's the waistband warrior. Here is mighty battle cry. La, la, la. You'll be right back.
Mikey bald dude in his underwear. He'll drop those trousers and he'll fight to save the day, the day, the day. Oh, there he goes in his dashing cape. Here he comes in his tiny whities. All the bad guys soil themselves every time they hear him say, I thought 
I tried to be risque Went to the store to buy lingerie The lady asked me for my size I said, double D's, do I get a prize? She said, follow me out to the back And led me to the clearance rack The bras there looked like burlap sacks Cause they don't sell my size here Can I get a boob job? Can I get a boob job? Can I get a boob job? Can I get a boob can I get a boob job? Reduction. Can I get a boob job? Make him smaller. Can I get a boob job? No more back pain. Can I get a boob job? First you take me out to eat, sweep me off my goddamn feet, say goodnight with just a peck. I'm left there saying what the heck. Second date, we're on the go, out to see a movie show. I bend you down, you whisper low, dude, we can't do that out here. Can I get a blowjob? 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 Set the stick. Can I get a blowjob? He really needs one. Can I get a blowjob? He'll give you money. Stop. Can I get a blowjob? There's only one thing to do If you want to go moon moon You do the cow You do the cow If you really can't find relief From feeling like grass for beef Then do the cow You do the cow It's so divine If you both find to do the cow Today is now Monday, April 13th of 2020, and we're going we're gonna to wrap up this episode here. Hey, Carrie, you want to talk about uh, the couple of things that you have done in the since we've recorded last? Oh, yeah. I've been doing things like a thing, doing fool, mad person uh, that says clever things on demand. Um <laughs> I uh, made a new song called Dr. Fauci, which you may have already heard in this episode, perhaps. Very likely, yeah. <laughs> um, 
I had just today released a music video for it, which was created by Dr. Don Coleman. And uh, then last night, well, yesterday was Easter and we had a good Easter and we had candy and uh, merriment. And then at night we got dressed up in our pajamas and uh, went in Alex's room and had some bunch of props and silly stuff. And then um, we recorded a music video for the Aquabats Pajamas On Challenge. And I think it turned out really well. And then I um, uh, edited a video for the first time ever. And what program did you use? I, after trying and dumping two other programs, used Vegas. I have heard of Vegas. I haven't used it, but I know folks use it and like it. <laughs> yes, it was recommended to me by uh, a certain insane Ian Bonds. Mm -hmm. And it was, uh, I had to ask him a question at one point because I was like, how do I do the thing? Because... The first one I tried to use was super user-friendly, but maybe too simplistic. Please no fighting. Please don't attack her. Talking to my cats. Um, so I think the little music video I made turned out really well. And even if for some reason the Aquabats don't use any clips from it, which I can't see why they wouldn't. I, there can't be that many people that have trumpets in their clips. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Parker, uh, also Parker Jacobs, who is um, kind of like the sixth Aquabat. <laughs> he's a brother to MC Bat Commander. Um, he's known in the Aquabats as the professor. He's he appears in one of the songs, and uh, all kind. He designed Lil Bat and all kinds of other stuff that he does. And uh, he actually commented on my video and said that he loved the skeleton or uh, he, he like the skeleton, you know, laughing, laughing, crying face and then mm. said that he loves it. Hopefully that's a good sign that something from it will be used in the, the final cut of the Aquabats version of the video. It would be pretty cool to be in an official Aquabats music video. Yeah. So, and, and yeah, because basically uh, earlier in the episode, you guys heard the song Pajamas On. Well, it's basically MC Bat Commander saying to all of the fans on behalf of the Aquabats, film yourself in your pajamas being goofy to our song and post it as the pajama, Pajamas On Challenge. And uh, I think some people may, may be getting like signed uh, LPs of Kooky Spooky once that's, you know, done. Yeah, they said they'll pick their favorite entry and we'll... Well, th that person will get the prizes. So, so it's just one winner then, or are there multiple? Yeah, but more than one pe person can appear in their video. Oh, okay. Three. So, so basically, uh, yeah, I knew Carrie was working on one, and I was kind of distracted by various things, and I hadn't given it much thought. And then <sighs> Carrie messaged me on Sunday. 
basically to say, don't you really want to potentially be in a music video uh, for, by the Aquapats with me and Alex and Josh? And I'm like, okay, after I get done doing the thing I'm working All on, I'll, right. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll set up things in the living room. And I basically, you know, intentionally, I mean, I put some thought into it, but I, I, I made it kind of a one-take wonder. Um, what I wanted to do... But it was still pretty funny. Yeah. Well, I guess you should describe, or uh, unless you feel you've already described your video fully, uh, you know, what's in your video. Um, well... It, it, you're there's... up in Alex's bedroom. <laughs> How about you? You describe mine, and I'll describe yours. All right. So. so yeah, you're, it's it's Carrie, Josh, and Alex up in Alex's bedroom, and it looks like you did probably two or three passes uh, on the song at least. Um, no, it wasn't or, passes on the song. We didn't even have the song playing. Oh. We just did a bunch of different um, goofy stuff and kept pressing pause on my phone. Okay, yeah, that's that's another awesome way to do it. So yeah, you just filmed a whole bunch of stuff on your phone on Alex's bed. You're all in your pajamas, and you also found a Halloween skeleton that you put in pajamas, <laughs> and uh, you had your little bat uh, doll out, which was really good. Um, mm-hmm. which, which I would makes... use that goofy MC Bat Commander doll if I knew where it was, but I didn't know off the top of my head, and I wasn't about to do a big hunt for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, you just, you had a lot of great stuff in there, and then you had shots of you playing your trumpet, which is perfect, you know, so, you know, it's, it, Because Pajamas on by the Aquabats is the first ska song by the Aquabats in many years, and, um, I mean, they still continue to have some trumpet after they kind of after they kind of turned away from ska, they still had trumpet for at least one album, but then, like, um, now they don't. Yeah, so, I don't think they were ever, like, denying their ska roots. I think it was just, they were probably during the phase of them them having the super show uh, and trying to make it, you know, like, marketable to the people who market things or pay for the that's, stuff. That's not how it went down at all. Oh, Okay. <laughs> I just I just figured that you know, That's not like killing themselves as a as a superhero rock band was better than a superhero ska band is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> no, they they had turned away from their ska roots long before they ever got a show. Oh, okay. Um, so it was exciting for the fans to have a new ska song by them, and there may be some more songs by them on the new album we know it's not entirely ska like the fury of the aquabats was but um yeah it's an amazing song we probably have already played that in this episode too right yeah i'm i'm, I'm gonna play that fairly early so um yeah. so what did my video look like <laughs> uh y- you were dancing Next year, big old TV, which was playing the Anti-Bats episode of the Aquabats Super Show. And your dancing was very silly, and you were in your pajamas. And you played with figures and toys, and you had your Millennium Falcon at one point, and you had a pizza for the pizza line. And you had Yoda ears on at one point for no apparent reason. And um, it was pretty great. The one thing I'm kind of uh, proudest of 
well, okay, first of all, I want to say the whole TV thing. My idea was originally was that I wanted to have, because it was the, the Blu-ray playing on my PS4. And what I wanted to do is to have it start playing and then turn the TV off and then have me walk in and then like hit the remote to be like, you know, turning on the TV, you know, I turn on Amazon and like hit the button and have the TV go on and then have the Aquabats be on already and have me do a take like, hey, it's the Aquabats, you know, happen to be on the TV. But the way my TV works is, first of all, when you hit the button, it doesn't like, you know, like TVs in the old days, you hit the button and it comes on like that. You know, nowadays it's Mm -hmm. like you hit the button, the TV has to think about it for a second, and then it brings up the logo screen of whatever company (laughs) made the TV, and then it'll let you see what's on the TV. And it's like, okay, well, that doesn't work for what I'm doing. So I just decided I'll just let the episode run and walk in and, you know, react to the screen Mm -hmm. a little bit. So that was one thing. The other thing was uh, the kind of one thing I was sort of proud of myself for having thought of is I got my dolphin magisword prop off of the wall. So during the bridge, I kind of, First, I kind of step in and I do the dolphin magisword, do the magisword's kind of pose where you're presenting a sword, like dolphin magisword. And then I, you know, hold it up and I like flip it around in the air and then, you know, and like do a 180 and then I start playing it like a guitar along to the, you know, the offbeat guitar, like, and I just kind of like grooving my little feet dancing around to to that bit. So um, wow. I didn't even notice that part, but I only watched it once. So, well, yeah. Um, <laughs> So, so basically it's, and you know, it was, it was, you know, like I said, it was a one take wonder. If I, if I was doing this perfectionist style, I wouldn't have used that take, but you know, I just kind of went like, whatever I get, I'm just going to get, cause I don't, I have other things I need to be working on in my life. Uh, but you know, but, but basically uh, primarily for, for the purpose of making Carrie happy and smile, that's, that's why I made this video. So whether or not I ever get in the Aquabats, final video or win a prize is secondary to uh, making Carrie happy because I want her to have smiles. So, yay. Well, I mean, I don't know when I'm going to see you in person again, you know. But so, did you make you nice happy to, to see me those, being goofy? Yeah, it's nice to find those ways to connect without being able to see each other in person. Yeah. And yeah. Um, oh, speaking of which, quick interjection, uh, so Saturday was uh, my, uh, for lack of a better term, stepdad's birthday. Uh, he turned 76, Pete. And um, uh, my mom, who has just been, you know, she puts up a good, you know, front when I talk to her on the phone and stuff, but she's basically just been really depressed, you know, with this whole quarantine going on. Yeah. And Amy, Amy's been, you know, we've been, you know, they are, my mom is, uh, 70 and Pete is 76 now. And, you know, some Amy has not been going into the house, you know, like whenever Amy comes by to check in on her, uh, she just leaves things at the door, just talks to them through the window Mm -hmm. or whatever. So my mom's just been kind of really bummed out about, you know, not being able to see Max and all this other stuff. So JT uh, organized a a Zoom thing and it took, (laughs) I was there like listening to JT as he was setting up the video Zoom thing so that, Mom and Pete could be on Zoom, and then JT was casting his computer screen so that we could all play Quiplash together. So um, Amy doesn't, uh, or I don't know if she has a laptop at work or if her works. A, the point is, she doesn't have a, she didn't have a computer at home, so she wasn't able to be in on this thing. But it was, uh, you know, my mom and Pete, uh, JT and Susan, Michael and Anu, and myself. All seven of us were playing Quiplash at the same time. 
Um, and it was like super fun. And my mom was like laughing hysterically. Like we played a really long time, like a good couple hours at least like that. It was that whole thing where, you know, Mike and it, or I knew would say something like, Oh, we're kind of tired. We think we should go. And my mom's like, okay, well we could just do like two more games. Right. <laughs> it, it's like, you, you cannot, you cannot deny the, the power of Carol Pearson. You, you will play two more games. Just suck it up. I knew this is the beginning of a long relationship of this kind of stuff. So my mom had such a great time. And really lived, she was, you're even terrible with eye contact over Zoom. <laughs> well, that's because, well, most people at Zoom, it's like they're looking at the screen. And if you want to have oh. eye contact, you got to look right there. So I yeah. know, but, you know, you just look at your screen and then it's considered close enough. Yeah. So what was I going to say? Um, oh, so, yeah. So basically my mom, like, was laughing so much and she was saying how much she loved it so much. And I'm like, well, if we have nothing else, you know, we're all still self-quarantining and there's no other virtual reasons or whatever reasons for us to not do something on a Saturday night. Let's just make this like a Saturday night thing. Like every week we'll all get together and play quiplash or whatever. And JT is going to kind of organize it. So hopefully mm-hmm. we'll get Amy, you know, if she has an access to a laptop or something from work that she can bring home so that she can be part of this too. So that'll be our new weekly hangout with, with my mom just to, you know, help her get through all this. So, I mean, yeah. and I have, a, it's not, it's not like it's a chore. It's fun. Um, Yakubat Super Show will be right back! What do you think that dinosaur tasted like anyway? Tuna steak or swordfish or something? Yeah, I bet dinosaur tastes like chicken. It's more chronologically accurate to say chicken tastes like dinosaur, ah, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah awesome. That's, that's yeah, a good one. I know. Missing out on the mouthwatering taste of Thunder Lizard? Get yourself a Moon 14 Mesozoic Ranch Dino Steak. We've been raising real dinosaurs in our basement, and this is the meal that Bland forgot. It's a lost world of flavor. Bland to dine in the land before time. Hit me with the jingle. Bland to dine in the land before time. Moon 14. Oh, cool. Are they raised cruelty-free? Oh, no, no. We are very cruel. But it's probably kosher. (laughs) (laughs) But who knows? These beasts died off before God made those rules. Do it! Meat from before the time there was language. Moon 14. (laughs) Mmm, our T-Rexalent cut. The king of dinosaurs is now king of your stomach. Uh, is he eating the band? No, no, no. Don't focus on what he's eating. Focus on what you'll be eating. Who he's eating. Whatever. Jake all this. Tiny little arms with red big flavor. Moon 14. Ooh, see that horn? We fill it with ground tail and smother it in dino sauce. We call it the triple dip triceracone. Rest assured, all human remains are power blasted off before it reaches you. Take off! Slam it on the grill and cram it in your face hole. Moon 14. Yeah, I don't know. How about a taste of the Triassic, Jurassic, and Cretaceous periods all in one bite? It's the Platyostega iguanodon. That is a Platyosaurus stuffed in a Stegosaurus stuffed in an iguanodon. <laughs> it took 65 million years to create this meal, but you'll get it in 30 minutes or less. Flame royal deep fried crime against nature. Moon 14. 
Now a regular menu item at the world-famous Dino Hotel. The pride of Lakewood, Colorado. And I just realized I forgot to lock the Allosaurus's pen again. Uh, uh, to, to, to the Moon 13 Mesozoic Panic Crew! <laughs> Never should have tampered in God's domain. No, 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 we, we, we are in serious danger. We don't need a jingle right now. Jingle self-aware now and saying what he wants to. Seven, seven cars for kids. K A R S cars for kids. One eight seven, seven cars for kids. Donate. Your car today. Also on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. Super Show! Whoa! You guys have trucker caps? Oh, this one's great. It says, Feel My Steel, with a picture of a tiny truck. <laughs> Feel My Steel! Keep it real! Up all night! Wicked tight!
get some sleep after you play your show. But not before you stop and get some late night snacks like chocolate hotcakes and cracker jacks, flaming hot Cheetos and pudding packs, diggum smacks and Pringle snacks, slim jim jerkies and bottle caps, sour pass kids and jumble blabs, cool ranch Doritos and chili, Reese's peanut butter cups, slushies, fish sandwiches and potato wedges, hot dogs and pizza pockets. <coughs> original version of Quiplash. I told JD he should get Quiplash too, but there's, I, I was reminded that the original version of Quiplash has an advantage that Quiplash 2 doesn't, um, and that's like the final quip in the original Quiplash. Which Hi, Kubert. Hi, Kubert. We're, we're on video Zoom, y'all. Here's your which, guy. As, we, as we were with Bill and friends in the previous segment. Oh, he's right there. Hi, Cupid. Who is your kitty? Is Who he, is your good boy? I have, I have this space right here between my laptop and my Cintiq, and I put my left arm right here. Yeah, and I when saw I the do pic. that, when I draw, and then a kitty comes up and he curls up on my arm, and I usually yeah. try to take pictures of it and post it because. Yeah, he's a good boy. This guy has been so happy to have daddy around so much he for pets. Lo- yeah, kitties love quarantine. Oh, yes. And. Oh, my hamster's getting some attention too because he just, just uh, six days ago, we allowed him to use his hamster ball for the first time. We had stalled for so long because this woman at the pet store convinced me, hi, Kubert, hi, hi, look at those eyes, look at those eyes, wow, look at those pretty eyes. (laughs) This woman at the pet store convinced me that I had to wait like a month before it would be a good idea to put the poor scared little hamster into his hamster ball. And by the time we put him in it last Wednesday night, he was like, this is what I've been waiting for my whole life. And he just loves his fucking hamster ball. (laughs) I don't know if he's been using his wheel that much. And plus he, you got to get bored in there. Right. So even if you're a hamster, so yeah, he's, He's cruising around in his ball. We've done that three times. Well, done that with Alex twice. And then tonight after she finally went to sleep, then uh, um, we I did it. No, Buffy, my toes are not food. <laughs> anyway, so uh, let's wrap it up pretty soon. Yeah, so... Um, uh, you know, I wanted to mention a couple of important things was, uh, you know, um, Stephanie came to visit Anaheim, which is seemingly going to become a, uh, 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 an annual thing for the NAM convention, assuming that, you know, the NAM convention <laughs> continues to be a thing. Um, you know, which is more to the point, you know, assuming that all conventions continue to be things. Um, but yeah, so like her and her, the friends that she's made in, in the, in, in, um, uh, stagehand, union, etc. You know they're gonna 
get a hotel room every year and go to the NAM convention in Anaheim, which means that we'll go to Disney. So this particular year, uh, my birthday uh, landed, you know, re- you know, very conveniently when Stephanie was going to be there. And I had been saying for a while that I wanted to save up money and get a lightsaber from uh, from um, from the special lightsaber place, you know, ceremony that you can do at at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. And I had, you know, I was kind of scraping to like save up the money because I'm like, I'm going to make this happen because I, you have to make a reservation to do it and you have to pay for the experience in advance and blah, blah, blah. So, um, or I, you have to put it on a credit card, like to reserve it in advance so that you know for sure you're paying for it. You can pay for it like in whatever fashion you want when you get there. So the point is, uh, Stephanie and I show up at Disneyland on my birthday and then all of a sudden we turn a corner and Tony Goldmark is there uh, as a surprise, and he has uh, a card for me, and then he's filming us, and we walk down Main Street into in front of the castle, and then Tony uh, and Stephanie like teamed up uh, with, with others to pull off a huge surprise, which was uh, a whole crap ton of people in my life all sent me Disney gift cards as birthday gifts so that I could, um, I could have a... a you know, uh, like a, a crap ton of money to pay for it. Basically, the, the, their goal was let's get enough money together so that Luke, this will pay for Luke's lightsaber. But they, it, this went so above and beyond just the lightsaber that I yeah. had several hundred dollars uh, left over after getting the lightsaber. So I had an awesome day uh, where, well, basically all the days I got to hang out with Stephanie were like me get, getting to actual go on a proper Disney vacation vacation because I didn't have to worry about the money I was spending there because I had so much Disney monies. So yeah, that was super epic and awesome. And and we got a lot of great photos. Morgan came out at some point and hung out with us. She brought her lightsaber as well. And we got Stephanie got some really great photos of us at night in, uh, in Batu in front of some like greats that have really cool lighting. So it looks like the cover of like a star Wars, you know, expanded universe novel. It's really awesome. So, so yeah, so that was like a super epic thing. Oh, and then like as, as the, money started, you know, getting less and less. I still had like, you know, a couple hundred bucks left. And I'm like, well, what should I do with this? And then I realized, oh, wait, I can go to the Disney store and get one of the Lego Millennium Falcon sets that I've been wanting for the past 20 or so years uh, with, with what's what I have left. And that's what I did. So I got that and I assembled it. Uh, one of the first uh, nights of the quarantine, I couldn't sleep uh, because of my body clock at some point, And I'm like, screw it. I'm just going to start building my Millennium Falcon. And I built it and it's awesome. And um, uh, when I can get out and get the proper like things to put in the ceiling to hang up things from, I'm going to suspend it by fishing line. Uh, just <laughs> not over my television, but behind my television in the triangular space that exists <laughs> where there's nothing. So... <laughs> Because as Devo Spice said, that's really the only way to display a Millennium Falcon is to have it suspended in air as if it is flying. So, so that was a big thing. Uh, the other big thing would be MarsCon 2020, but the most important thing about that was Alex's birthday party. So do you want to mention that? Um, <laughs> I didn't know we were talking about this. I, I need to eat so that my blood sugar doesn't crash. Do you want to talk about the party? Well, I'll start off by just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do a MarsCon recap just because it's been too long and I'm, I don't, I generally don't feel like it. I will say, however, that um, Lauren Mayer did an amazing job as our guest of honor and it was so awesome to have her there and to have her do such an epic concert. Um, 
I want to thank everybody involved who helped make MarsCon happen. Uh, the one thing I'll specifically talk about is um, is uh, the fact that iWorld premiered um, the first of the two songs uh, that um, that uh, that happened because of the uh, Indiegogo campaign that Carrie did. Um, so uh, uh, the song "Small Round Yoda," a parody of "Old Town Road" by Little Nas X and Billy Ray Cyrus, was world premiered during my concert at uh, at MarsCon, and um, I didn't have it completely 100% memorized, you know, uh, which was unfortunate, but that's just the way it goes. I mean, I think I got to rehearse like half of one song, you know, during my time at the hotel, you know, when it's like, I, I try to get there early. So I have some time to myself so that I can get these kind of things done, but everybody in the world wants my attention. Um, there was one particular person, I'm not going to say the person's name, but, uh, I was, I had some downtime on Sunday and I still had a song to finish writing the second song from the Indiegogo campaign that was to premiere, you know, later that day in a few hours at, uh, at the Dementia Smackdown concert. And I had the backing music and I had most of the song written. I need to finish writing it. And uh, I was in my hotel room and uh, all of a sudden there's a knock at the door and we answered and there's a person there. And the person basically came in and said like, well, I haven't seen you much this weekend. So I thought I would come by and say hi and hang out with you. And it's like, you know, I appreciate that y'all want to hang out with me, but sometimes I actually need time to do things, you know, that are either, for me or for MarsCon or for both or whatever. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, the point is that uh, I managed to perform the song with my, 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 my new hat uh, that looks like um, uh, the Mandalorian's helmet and my new Mandalorian t-shirt that has uh, uh, the child on it, <laughs> AKA the small round Yoda. Um, and uh, it, it went over well and uh, Dr. Demento played it and it got, it made a uh, number eight on his top 10. Um, in March. So I'm going to be, you know, trying to get people to request it. Uh, hopefully it will get onto the top 10, despite the literal dozens of individual new songs that have to do with, you know, COVID-19 or the quarantine or anything else related to it that have all come out in the past month. It's, it's kind of insane. It like, yeah. So, so that was kind of my biggest thing, but Saturday afternoon, it was leap year day, February 29th. And it was, you know, so it was Alex's eighth birthday and we ended up, uh, due to circumstances that I won't go into, we needed to have the hotel, uh, the party in my hotel room because that ended up making the most sense. And, um, we got it decorated as, as quickly as we could, uh, Carrie and Josh ordered a bunch of awesome decorations or, you know, over the internet and had them delivered to the hotel. And I had gone out to, um, the Lego store at the mall of, uh, mall of America and I had gotten a little police car set and, and, you know, and my, my gift for them, <laughs> for, for Alex. Um, so yeah. Uh, what, what else do you want to say, Carrie? Cause I know this, it was super important to you that this party was awesome. Yeah. I just kind of um, consumed the entirety of my Mars con Saturday with the exception of going to your concert, seeing the last two songs of Kyle and Lindsay's concert and eventually late at night going to the party floors. Otherwise, my entire Saturday was consumed with trying to make sure that Alex's Leap Day birthday Saturday at MarsCon was awesome. And it was hard work. And Josh, as usual, barely even set foot at the con and was in the hotel room with Alex most of the weekend. And 
That's all I'm going to say right now. Okay. Well, I, I think Alex really enjoyed the party. Alex had a, you got a, a, a Lego brick costume <laughs> for Alex to wear, which was cute. And, um, and, and so many Lego sets were given to uh, Alex that day. Uh, oh, and I should say the thing I went to, and I got to give a shout out to Michael William Hunter, who came with me to the Mall of America and ended up being my old, old paw, old paw reaching out for my face. So stinking cute. Oh my God. Did you see that? Yeah. I was talking and all of a sudden the paw came up to my chin like, like, hey, hey, hey. Yeah. You're not um, to me, right Daddy. Now, right, I can't tilt the camera down, but right now uh, the head of the kitty is like firmly pushed down into the nook between my two arms that I'm, I'm, holding. I'm, I'm holding. I'm holding my arms together so it kind of makes a V and the kitty is just like totally like. Oh, you're just little baby. You good boy. What was I talking about? Oh, yeah. So I wanted to make minifigs of Alex and Carrie and Josh and, if possible, also myself. Um, and then I found out uh, upon doing research that when you go to the Lego store and you make your own minifigs by sifting through those bins, you can buy them in sets of three for $10 each. So... I'm like, okay, well, if I'm getting, if I'm getting at least four, I got to think of two more to make. So I decided, well, I'll make an officer Alex uh, to go with the Lego police car. And then I had to decide what the sixth person would be. And I wasn't sure. And then when we got there, we discovered that one of the accessories that were in there were a bunch of little tiny Lego lobsters. So we decided, okay, we're going to make a cornflake figure, (laughs) a minifig so that we can have a cornflake minifig with a lobster. So so yeah, so I managed to, uh, you know, uh, with with Michael William Hunter's help, we managed to get those uh, decent approximations of all of the of all the people I just mentioned done. Um, I wish I would have had more time, but by the time I got there that day, things had already like it was already pretty darn late, and I forgot what else had gone on. Oh yeah, the 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 fump the, the fump cast. I totally forgot that the fump cast was a thing because it was Thursday night. And I was standing in the Lego store and all of a sudden Devo like, like called me. He's like, he's like, Hey, where are you? And I, and I thought by him saying that, like in my brain, I just immediately jumped to him being like, Oh, Devo must be here. He's at the hotel wondering where we are. And we're going to, we're going to shop at the Lego store and get dinner. And I started saying stuff like that. He's like, no, the funk cast. And I'm like, Oh crap. So then I had to leave the Lego store and go up to the food court. And while Michael ate, I basically just sat and did the thumb cast and didn't get to eat. So, <laughs> and then I ran back down to the Lego store, you know, within like 15 minutes of it closing and we scrambled to make the figures. So I'm glad they, and they were nice enough to like, you know, give us an extra minute or two to get everything done. So anyway, uh, that was, you know, I hope you guys still have those and they haven't become, you know, part of the, you know, bacchanalia of, of Legos that is all over the place. <laughs> uh, so. I, I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Um, but I think that covers all the major things. Uh, I do have uh, one comment here from a previous episode. So uh, we have uh, from Kyle Hudson commenting on episode number 137. He's a sweet idiot. Kyle Hudson says, if you want to rail on stupid government policies, be my guest. And God knows there are lots of things to criticize Trump for. But Real ID isn't one of them. The law came into being in 2005 in the post-9-11 flurry of security bills and was quite bipartisan, passing the Senate 100-0. to 
Details at Wikipedia link. This is an anthem for all the ladies out there running their own shit. Because being a boss is empowering, but it's also kind of weird. So this is how it feels to be a hashtag lady boss. Lady boss. Lady I want you to do what I want, but let me say it in a nice way. All right, I shouldn't care if you think I'm nice. Do you think I'm a bitch? Well, I don't give a shit, but if I do give a shit, does that make me weak? Lady boss. Lady boss tips. Take big swings and suppress the fear of catastrophic failure. Other women are in threat. Though some see you as a threat. Like, what did I do to you, Taylor? Demand a raise and don't say I know other people could do my job. Get a Ruth Bader Ginsburg pillow for your office to my fault the sound of sobs. <laughs> Rachel, we need you in the meeting. <clears throat> Coming. I want you to do what I want, but let me say it in a nice way. All right, I shouldn't care if you think I'm nice. Do you think I'm a bitch? Well, I don't give a shit, but if I do give a shit, is that internalized misogyny? Is it? I have some very useful thoughts on this. Not now, Derek. Ugh. And how much boob is too much boob? How much boob is too much boob? On my deathbed, I'll still be asking. How much boob is too much boob? Where's the money? Where's the money, you old bitch? I want you to do what I want, but let me say it in a nice way. All right, I shouldn't care if you think I'm nice. Do you think I'm a bitch? Well, I don't give a shit, but if I do give a shit. I have some very useful thoughts on this, too. Derek! Just give us five minutes, okay? You got it, boss. Lady boss. Four and three and two and one, one. I got a lot. I got a lot of pockets. And in my pockets, I got a lot of objects. Anything you want, I bet I probably got it. Cause I got an awful lot in my pockets. I got a lot. I got a lot of pockets. And in my pockets, I got a lot of objects. Maybe I'm a hoarder or whatever you call it. But yeah, I got a lot of stuff in my pockets. What I'm always telling you, PKW. Phone keys, wallet, Lana, PKW. I'm running through an inventory of my pockets. Phone keys, wallet, wallet, keys, phone, wallet. Got it. Check them off the list and see what we missed. Got a cool mint spritzer in a Listerine mist. Next to a chapstick, flavor, original. Four black rubber gloves. I ain't even kidding, y'all. I got a handkerchief and half a pack of chiclets. A gold adapter and some old raffle tickets. Eleven ultralights left in a pack of fresh Bic lighter. What color is it? Black, duh. A paperclip, a Dwayne Reed receipt. Apple earbuds and a couple of beats. A fine point rollerball, a notebook too. In which I wrote these lyrics and drew pictures of dicks. I got a lot, I got a lot of pockets. And in my pockets, I got a lot of objects. Anything you want, I bet I probably got it. Cause I got an awful lot in my pockets. I got a lot, I got a lot of pockets. And in my pockets, I got a lot of objects. Maybe I'm a hoarder or whatever you call it, but yeah, I got a lot of stuff in my pockets. And if it gets intense, I got a leather collar. I got 50 cents and $47. A lucky talisman, a foot from a rabbit, son. Half a dozen bullets, so I never really had a gun. A cookie fortune with a sick prediction. 60 doses each of my six prescriptions. A macaroni poster that a little kid made. A switchblade cone, also got a switchblade. A broken bracelet that states I'm living fabulous. A room key card from the Hyatt, Minneapolis. I have a hammer, I got a power sander. And a mint condition, 82 Cobra Commander. I got power charge. 
chargers and batteries for days Talking 9 volts, D-cells, triple-double-A's And an accurate schematic for a nuclear bomb And an autograph photograph of me and your mom Whoops. I got a lot, I got a lot of pockets And in my pockets I got a lot of objects Anything you want, I bet I probably got it Cause I got an awful lot in my pockets I got a lot, I got a lot of pockets And in my pockets I got a lot of objects Maybe I'm a hoarder or whatever you call it But yeah, yeah. I got a lot of stuff in my pockets Pockets, pockets I got a lot of pockets I got a lot, got a lot, a lot, a lot of pockets Pockets, pockets, pockets Got a lot, got a lot, got a lot, got a lot, a lot of dicks Pockets, pockets, pockets Got a lot, got a lot, a lot, a lot, got a lot of pockets Got a lot of pockets, pockets, got a lot of pockets Got a lot of your mom Got some coasters and coke mirrors and frisbees and every CD every local band ever gives me. I got a sailboat, it's got a missing rudder, got a loaf of bread, container of milk, a stick of butter, an untouched 35 millimeter print of Star Wars, a peanut butter cup, a couple of car doors from a DeLorean, a portrait of Dorian. I got a bunch of live goddamn scorpions. I got a mannequin and a jack o' lantern, a bottle of Pinot and a glass decanter. I got bed bugs, a slug bug, and a pair of pliers. I got earplugs, a butt plug, I'm wearing a wire. A full set of horseshoes and a pony bridle A nice sculpture of a moose on a motorcycle The Mona Lisa crafted in ceramic beads Got a pepperoni pizza and a bag of weed Give me some music, Karen This task force is for losers I've got the perfect plan Right now the getting's good So let's get out while we can Look, lava's pretty hot Let's give in to our fear Disaster's on its way That means we can't spend no more time in here You all know who I am Evil genius, giant brain You can't stop a volcano I mean, are you all insane? The ones who stay will all be vaporized Without a doubt Before that sucker blows We gotta get the fish out Fish out, fish out, fish out Plankton, I am simply shocked. Bikini Bottom is our home. I can't believe you talk about just walking out. Let's figure out a way to stay today, tomorrow. I feel sorrow, I feel fear, but I'm not leaving here. Who's with me? The simple sponge is talking fascinating. Do go on. The Franco Cow's a plan. Good luck with that, cause I'll be gone. You don't just wait around when you're under attack. No, you run like crazy. Out the back, you got one, one day, day left. Go home and pack. A Lego and be gone. A Lego, and be gone, a Lego, and be gone, a Lego, and be gone, and be gone, and gone, this is another one of your schemes. You've got something up your sleeve. I'm a one-celled organism. I don't even have sleeves.
All right, everyone, time for the uh, quarantine edition of What's Luke Plugging Now? Um, so, uh, first of all, uh, please request the song Small Round Yoda by me, the great Luke Ski, for the Dr. Demento Show. If you're hearing this right away, the day the uh, podcast went up, um, uh, even more so, please make that request because I'm hoping to get on the top 10 for the month of April. So, yeah, uh, Small Round Yoda. Uh, requested at drdemento.com slash request. Uh, by the way, Dr. Demento has updated his website, so it's a spiffy new website, but the request to the, or the link to the request page is still the same. Although, it should be noted that when you get there, it might not go directly to the request page, but the link for, for requesting is, like, really obvious there and kind of a jukebox button thing. So, there you go. Anyway, uh, and yeah, uh, you can you can get the song for yourself both at thefump.com and at my Bandcamp page, lukeski.bandcamp.com. And also go to YouTube and check out the awesome video made by Dr. Don Coleman. Uh, I have that up at my YouTube page, so there you go. Um, uh, over to at the Fump, uh, other things to make note of, which you heard earlier in the show, uh, would be the song Everything is Cancelled by Devo Spice, featuring Carrie Dalby and Blythe Renee and myself. Uh, yeah, a very awesome uh, song there, um, and uh, also he made a, uh, Devo made a music video for that as well. So check that out on YouTube. Uh, Doctor Fauci by Carrie Dalby, uh, another excellent song. A lot of people, <laughs> in particular my mother and my sister, uh, sharing that around Facebook. Um, also, uh, she managed to get Doctor Don to make a video for her as well. Uh, with with clips and images of Dr. Fauci. So go check out that on uh, YouTube. Dr. Fauci by Carrie Dalby. Video by Dr. Don Coleman. Uh, in other Fump news, uh, FumpFest 2020 has been announced. And uh, uh, yeah, FumpFest.com as usual. This time it'll be at the Westin Chicago North Shore in Wheeling, Illinois. For those of you who remember the first two FumpFests in 2014 2015, it's that hotel. Uh, we'll be going back there once again, August 28th, 29th, and 30th of 2020. And yes, uh, with the uh, the pandemic and staying at home and quarantining and all that, uh, we're keeping an eye on all that. Uh, if there's any uh, changes to the event, you know, happening or being delayed or whatever, we will all let you know. But for right now, we are assuming it is still going to happen on August 28th, 29th, and 30th. So please go to FumpFest.com. For more details, our music guest of honor will be Dr. Demento himself, because this year is the 50th anniversary of the Dr. Demento show. So, uh, so yeah, um, it'll be epic to have him there. We're going to try to get or convince uh, a lot of people from the Dr. Demento show's history to show up for this. Um, uh, other uh, acts that have already been announced are Carla Ulbrich, Amy Engelhart, Nuclear Bubble Wrap, and Worm Quartet, uh, finally coming back uh, to do another show for all of us. So, yeah, uh, early registration is up at a reduced price, so uh, prices are going to go up on May 1st, so please go to FumpFest.com and, you know, get your registration. Uh, There's details there for getting your your hotel room. we got to fill up that block. So please do it. And as we said, uh, as I just said, if anything changes with that because of the whole COVID-19 situation, we will let you all know. Uh, but taking a step back to MarsCon, just a little wrap-up notes on MarsCon. The Dementia Smackdown Wrestling MarsCon 2020 Battle Royal is up on YouTube as put together by JP Tuesday. So go check that out on YouTube. Uh, the main, state, uh, main stage concert videos are available to be watched on Twitch. So go to twitch.tv slash MarsConDementia slash videos and you can watch those. If you want to hear uh, some podcast uh, updates, or not updates, uh, you know, recaps of the event, 
You can listen to the Fumpcast, episode 507. And you can also listen to the Flopcast, which is at flopcast.net, episode 410. The title of that episode is MarsCon 2020. Wow. So, um, and speaking of the Flopcast, one of its hosts, the awesome Cornflake, who made her uh, comedy music concert debut at, uh, at at MarsCon this year, also um, has released an album, her, her first comedy music album debut. She has that up uh up at CD Baby, so go to cdbaby.com and do um, the the username is Cornflake with a K, K O R N F L A K E, and then the name Jacob, J A C O B, because Jacob Holler and her worked on that together. So look for Cornflake Jacob uh, <laughs> at, uh, at cdbaby.com and you can get a copy of the album, which is called I Don't Know What You're Talking About. So yeah, check it out. Um, let's see, Mighty Magiswords news. Uh, all 88 episodes of the TV series uh, TV series are available to watch on Hulu. Now, I've said that before, but um, now that we're living in a world where people are sitting around desperately wanting to binge-watch things, it's the perfect time for you to binge-watch all of Mighty Magiswords, uh, you know, up on Hulu. So please go do that, and if there's other people you know who are looking for things to watch, you can suggest that to them. Mighty Magiswords on Hulu.com. Uh, another Mighty Magiswords bit of news is Kyle Carosa shared a animatic called a Brassy, Brassy, a Brassy and a Brassy Ensemble Ensemble. God, a Brassy Ensemble is what it's called. It's it's a uh, five minute animatic that he had made uh, when they were trying to figure out what they wanted to do with the TV show version of Mighty Magiswords, uh, and the idea was uh, having the. Uh, Having, having Bam Brim for Hyas have a couple of roommates there at Warriors for Hire headquarters, those roommates being uh, Grup and Witchy Simone with uh, with her cat mascot and Caddis the One Blade. And after they saw that, they decided that having Grup be their roommate was, you know, enough of a addition without the other two. But nonetheless, it is still a really cool thing to see. Uh, and also make note that, you know, Kyle is doing the voice of Caddis the One Blade in that. And, you know, because I had, you know, this was way before we had any inkling that I was going to be doing that voice. So I got my voice for Caddis the One Blade from mimicking what Kyle was doing in a, a brassy on a, a brassy, a brassy ensemble. It's a brassy ensemble. It's the grassy high ensemble with a cat. And no. Um, and finally, in Mighty Magiswords news, big news. Been working on this since the show was still being made uh, with Kyle. Uh, gathering up all of the uh, studio tracks from the makings of the episode, we have put out the Mighty Magiswords soundtrack. Yes, go to MightyMagiswords.BandCamp.com, and we have the Mighty Magiswords soundtrack there. It's 66 tracks, 45 minutes of, you know, all of your favorite tracks from Mighty Magiswords and stuff from the, the vlogs as well. So, yeah. And... Ah! It is absolutely free, 100% free, totally free, free, free. You can't give us money. We literally made it so you can't give us money for this album. It's free. MightyMagiswords.BandCamp.com. Check it out. Uh, podcasts, of course, there's always Kyle and Luke Talk About Tunes. You can hear that at KyleandLuke.com. Also, Facebook.com slash KyleandLuke if you want to follow and get the reminders for when new episodes go up. There's the Funny Music Podcast that we do every week with the Fump. The aforementioned episode 507 is also the same one where I talk about the song Small Round Yoda. So uh, go to thefump.com slash podcast.php to listen to that. Um, other miscellaneous things having to do with me. Uh, I made a big update to thegreatlukeski.com. I just uh, 
one of these quarantine nights, I just said to myself, looking at my website, like, man, I've this thing has really not been updated to currently reflect, you know, my current life, my current comedy music thing, etc., etc. So I just went through the whole thing and I updated it thoroughly. So if you haven't been to thegreatlukeski.com in a while, uh, go there and check it out. Um, I do want to add more stuff back to it, like eventually when I get around to doing uh, an updated version of the Lukeski Top 50, because I haven't done it since 2014. And even though I haven't put a new album since then, it's probably about time that I update it. So once I have more fun fan stuff like that up, I will uh, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. Anyway, um, yeah, thegreatlukeski.com. Uh um, oh, yeah, Carrie Dalby did the Let's Help Luke Indiegogo campaign so that I could have a couple of new songs to premiere at um, at MarsCon, which was successful. So thank you to all of you who donated. The first of those two songs was Small Round Yoda, which you heard earlier. The second one was debuted at the Dementia Smackdown concert at the very end of MarsCon, and I don't want to, like, reveal what that is for those who weren't there to hear it or didn't hear it over the live, live stream. I am going to be recording a studio version of that track for eventual, you know, putting on my album purposes and stuff, uh, and and I'll be sending a copy of that MP3 to um, the final mix of the MP3 to all of the people who donated to the Indiegogo campaign, so they can have that track early because it's going to be an album-only track, uh, unless unless the Fump is really desperate for another track. If somebody drops out at the last second, uh, I don't see myself putting this song on the Fump, so uh, I'm intending it to be an album-only track. And on top of that, uh, is funding those two songs. There was actually an extra $200 on top of that, which we already paid in advance to Jace McLean so that I have credit at Jace McLean, you know, Music Making Incorporated, <laughs> so that the next time I think of a song idea, I'm like, ooh, I want to do this song. Jace will already, I, I've already prepaid him to work on another song for me. So, uh, so I have no immediate plans to use that, but if an idea pops in my head and I want to go for it, I have that option. Thanks to all of you fans. So thank you again. There is a magazine called Mel Magazine. I'm not really sure what this magazine's all about, but somebody contacted me because they wanted to do a article about the history of Jello shots, and they found out that I did a song about Jello shots, and of course, you know, referencing Tom Lehrer and all that. So if you go to melmagazine.com, uh, which is just like the name Mel Brooks, M-E-L, melmagazine.com, just do a search there for Jello shots. I'm sure you'll find it. Um, and uh, finally, I want to mention the the notion of me making money now. Uh, I'm not like, you know, I'm in, I'm in a fortunate situation in life that uh, I have my family that's, you know, helping me out, making sure I'm getting by, making sure I don't have to go out in the quarantine and try to lift drive or any of that crap. I've been, you know, self-isolating for the past month now, along with my roommate, Erica. And, you know, um, so basically, you know, I'm not in, you know... I, I'm not in desperate need of money. However, I do want to continue to make a living so that I can take, you know, uh, some of the burden off of my living costs off of my family who's helping me uh, because, duh, of course I do. So I'm basically putting out the word that, you know, I am looking for freelance work because that's pretty much my main course of income. In fact, I just did my taxes and I saw I made about $8,000 in freelance work in the year 2019, which is the highest amount of money I made doing freelance stuff. I mean, a couple of those were uh, like the the bigger um, uh, storyboard things I did, like the my least favorite things video. Uh, some of it, a bunch of it came from Kyle, who was hiring me to do cleanup artwork. So, you know, but I did, I did the, I, did, I made the most amount of money doing freelance work you know, in 2019 than I have ever. So I'm really happy about that. Uh, just kind of really underscored the notion like, oh yeah, I can make a living doing this, you know, because like $800, that's like, 
for $8,000, that would be approximately, what's that divided by 12? Like, uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, probably around $650 a month or whatever, you know, so... <laughs> So, you know, that's that's a decent chunk of money. So I'm, the point is I want to continue to make a living doing freelance work. Um, now, most of you listening probably don't need me as a storyboard artist, but should you need uh, me as a storyboard artist, or if you're just curious to see what my storyboard art portfolio looks like, you can go to www.luke.ski. That's L-U-K-E dot S-K-I. Luke.ski, that's my story art, art, storyboard art portfolio. If you, uh, if anyone needs me out there for voiceover work, I also have Luke.ski slash voiceover. That's uh, V-O-I-C-E-O-V-E-R, just as one word. Luke.ski slash voiceover. You can see my uh, my my uh, demo reel for the animation uh, voiceover work I did on Magiswords. If you just want to get art for me in general, cartooning or other artwork, uh, go to Luke.ski slash art. I also still have the URL for artbylukeski.com, which still works, but it basically forwards you to Luke.ski slash art. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm doing all kinds of art there. I'm doing uh, caricatures and Mighty Magisorts art and all that kind of stuff. So there's that. I also have the caricatures website, which I'm is mainly about me trying to get me, like, booked at parties and stuff. But, you know, obviously I'm not going out to parties anytime soon. Um, but nonetheless, if you want to check out my caricatures work, go to Luke.ski slash caricatures. You can see that there, but it's basically the same thing as, you know, the same deal as the art and cartooning website is, you know, you go there, you look at it, you contact me, let me know what you want, uh, artistically speaking. And also there's other things I can do besides art. I can do audio stuff. I can do some amount of, you know, voices and singing and music and stuff like that. And I've had people hire me for that. I still got some stuff I got to finish up in that regard. But, um, but yeah, it's, if you want to hire me freelance to do other miscellaneous creative things that you know I have the skills to do, just email me at thegreatlukeski at gmail.com with a description of what you'd like to hire me to do, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can, and we can set stuff up. Uh, uh, in continuing notions of uh, ways Luke can make money, obviously I have a Bandcamp page, so you can go to lukeski.bandcamp.com if you somehow don't already own all of my CDs or uh, would like to get my entire uh, digital discography for about 50 bucks, that's available, the, the version that's up at, um, you know, uh, at Bandcamp, those are available. You could also share that link with your friends and stuff on social media. Let them know, like, hey, here's a guy looking for, you know, looking to make money um, <laughs> during this time because he's a, he's a, you know, freelance artist for a living right now and trying to work out of home. So there's that. And then, of course, there's the whole notion of you just giving me money, uh, giving me money, and you know, getting nothing back in return. Specifically, uh, now I have a Patreon page, and I've been very lax when I first. I, I swear, when I started my Patreon page, I had the intention of making it a thing I'd be more active with, and and you know, having you know more kind of direct cause and effect of like, oh, if you donate this much money, I'll do this thing or that thing or whatever, and. Just my life never got really conducive to that. So I'm still getting money from Patreon, but I haven't been specifically offering nifty things there like lots of other people do. And I feel bad about that, but, you know, right now I just need to focus on other stuff, and I can't make that a priority. Nonetheless, if Patreon is something you're already doing and giving money to people and you want to, you know, help me out by giving me a little money, please do go to patreon.com slash lukeski. Uh, L-U-K-E-S-K-I uh, and for those of you who don't know Patreon it's P-A-T-R-E-O-N patreon.com slash Luke's Key and you can sign up to give me some amount of money every month 
Or if you just want a one-shot, give me some money, that's an option too. You can go to paypal.me slash L-U-K-E-S-K-I, paypal.me slash Lukeski, and you could send me some money that way. I'm also on Cash App uh, at, with the uh, handle dollar sign L-U-K-E-S-K-I. Uh, I'm also on Venmo uh, at the handle at sign L-U-K-E hyphen S-I-E-N-K-O-W-S-K-I. Yes, that's my last name in case somehow you didn't know that. So at Luke hyphen Sinkowski um, is, is another way you can just, you know, throw some bucks my way and... Uh, for those, you know, for PayPal, Cash App, and Venmo, other than, like, the slight percentage they take for transferring money to the bank, uh, you know, more of that money is going directly to me than, you know, than, you know, but the point is Patreon isn't getting a cut of it, but, so basically, if you want to make it a monthly regular thing, go Patreon, if you want to do make it a one-shot thing, go with PayPal, Cash App, or Venmo. Anyway, enough of me whoring myself out, uh, which is what, what Luke, what's Luke plugging now is all about. Uh, yeah, going to get back uh, to the rest of the show so that we can wrap this up. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you all are doing okay. I hope you all are safe. And just, you know, uh, remember, you know, you know, don't don't be willfully ignorant, but you also have the option to, you know, do your best to, you know, maintain a positive attitude. And that's kind of the message I've been trying to put out there is that I'm going to do my best to stay positive but, you know, don't mistake my positivity for ignorance. You know, it's like, you know, stay informed and do your best to try to stay calm and, you know, take care of yourself, take care of your loved ones. But, you know, it's, it, you know, we're all, you know, I, I you know, I, I have to believe that, you know, we're all going to be okay. And, and you know, I, I, I thank you so much, all 37, 38 of you, however, whatever the number is now for, for listening and, and, you know, being a part of this weird little thing that, I do every two to three months when I have the time. So hugs and love to you all. Hugs and love to you on behalf of Carrie. And uh, let's get back to the rest of the show. Uh, Talk to you all later. So, yeah, our last proper episode that wasn't a, uh, um, that wasn't a MarsCon preview episode thingy uh, was on, posted on Christmas Eve. So now it's like, you know, the day after Easter, it's Easter Monday. (laughs) So, yeah. so yet another holiday where, so to speak, see, that's the thing that, that they have it on, I guess they do that because it, it, it's a, it's a day when, you know, it's a, it's a federal holiday. Maybe that's why they have it listed, but it, it's like, it just seemed weird. It's like, why is Easter Monday on my, on my, you know, calendar of holidays? It's like, is that really a thing? And then I remember, oh yeah, uh, people get the day off work. Um, but, but. So yeah. Uh, who knows when the next episode will post, uh, in theory, maybe it would be sooner rather than later since we have not much else to do but, you know, be on Zoom with each other <laughs> in the coming well, I've been months. Prob- I've been probably busier than I was before the lockdown started. So I wouldn't say that about myself. <laughs> and I don't get to nap anymore. The kitty is taking a bath. Well, now he stopped. <laughs> anyway, so, so that I can stop my blood sugar from crashing. All right. Well, this is this has been episode one thirty eight of Luke and Carrie's Bad Rapport. I'm Luke. I'm Carrie. And all of you stay home and stay safe. And we love you all. And who knows when we'll be back? But maybe it'll be soon. 
We'll find out later. Bye-bye.
Screwball, you tried too hard. Doctor Screwball, if you please, I've got an online PhD. Folks should be free to find their own happiness. You can't force them to have fun. Sure I can. Watch this. It's time to let my Sylvia go. Like a lollipop stick, in the end you're both worn down by the force of my licks! Ha! 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 Made it a laugh! Ha! 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 Looks like the end of the line! So let the pawn Crime. Maybe I can help you find a handle on the situation. Maybe you can travel to these other lands and battle when the devil's they've been rattled, trample, ample horses in their own keep. Going 30 schmoes deep, cuphead, turning to the boogeyman and no sleep for my adversary. The alternative beware is scary. You'll lose that little cuphead and your good is buried. I'm a man of my word, do this and I'll send you on your merry way. Only got two choices anyway, so make it. Otherwise, I'll turn you into bacon. This is Satan that you're dealing with. My threats are never faking, never faking anything I say. So do we have a deal? Oh, we do? Well, I guess I won't have to make you thrill. Hey, Cuphead. Yes, Bugman. When we roll the bones with Beelzebub, we can make a plan. Roam around the land. Do the devil's dirty work instead. Hey, Mugman. Yes, Cuphead. When we roll the bones with Beelzebub, we can make a plan. Roam around the land. Do the devil's dirty work instead. I don't know, Mug. The thought of me fighting, I want to throw up. I'm just a cop, not a Viking. I'm fighting to show up. I know it's all about surviving, but what if they have lightning? I'll be dying anyway, so what's the point of even hiking and doing the devil's bidding? Hmm, but you have a valid observation. We can die or take a small vacation and take our chances against an eye of different races and different species and sizes and see you rise as victorious. Not fighting for glory, but man is glorious. Who thought a couple of cups could be labeled battle warriors? Carrots or potatoes, they're all getting halos. So if you are a boss, my suggestion is you lay low. So we have a deal, I'm ready to sign on my dotted lines. I don't want to die, I'd be giving up if I don't try. Bug man, let's go, battling demons, conquering the land, all in the name of freedom. Hey, Cuphead. Yes, Bug man. When we roll the bones with Beelzebub, we can make a plan, roam around the land, do the devil's dirty work instead. Hey, Bug man. Yes, Cuphead. When we roll the bones with Beelzebub, we can make a plan, roam around the land, do the devil's dirty work instead.
What are you all daring about? You're listening to Luke and Carrie's Bad Rapport. Protester! You've brought hateration and holleration into the dancery. And that's a failed divide check. No! Put them with Carol Baskin. Ah! Leave comments for this episode at badrapport.com or call 916 Luke Ski.